Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. All right, folks, today we have a special treat for you. We have another episode of Belly Up to the Bar. And this is something we did back when we had all the coronavirus pandemic bullshit fucking shutdowns because we weren't allowed to go out to the bar because we were told that we would kill everyone if we went out to the bar. So we had some of the boyos over because I didn't realize until obviously I couldn't go to the bar how much I missed the bar. Like this is what I like to do with my friends. We like to get together, talk some shit, have some fun, and have a few drinks. We always have a good time. So we decided to do another episode of that. So we have the usual uh, suspects with us. My brother, Andrew Hoffman. Also, Mr. Jake Bible. And we were going to have uh, a gentleman back with us that you guys would know and love. But unfortunately, he had to work and couldn't make it. So I called Dennis Heil and asked him to fill in from Instruments of Freedom. So the four of us, we sat down. We all had a few drinks. Some of us had more than others because I was feeling very good at the end of this episode. Uh, we talked a little bit of politics, a little bit about what's going on in society and some of the stuff that we've not been covering because, well, we all just needed a break. But it seemed like the time to talk about it with a couple of drinks and kind of letting things flow a little bit. But we definitely had a good time and hopefully you'll enjoy. So please sit back, strap in and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have a very special treat for all of you, well, really for all of us, is we're going to do another episode of Belly Up to the Bar. And we have uh, with us my brother, Mr. Andrew Hoffman. Good to be back. We also have back with us Mr. Jake Bible. Howdy. And Dennis Heil. Hello, hello. So... We, uh, we haven't done one of these in a while. It's been a long time since the three of us, Jake, Andrew, and I have gotten together, and we wanted to do another one. And, well, we invited Dennis along because, well, he lives close, and I said, hey, we, we want a fourth. Come on over. Let's have some drinks. Let's have some fun, and let's bullshit a little bit and have a good time. So there's no topics of the day. There's no structure. There's no nothing. The only thing is is that we're all drinking, so we've all got bourbon in our glasses. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. <laughs> So if things get a little bit crazy towards the end, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> and, and Andrew's over here trying not to choke because, yeah. well, last time he went a little hard in the paint. Yeah. So if you've not listened to Belly Up to the Bar 1, you may want to go back because it was quite entertaining. Yeah. I don't know if the sequel is going to live up to, to that. That's kind of like well, trying to follow. The- let's let I, I won't be feeding you as many drinks this time. How's that? All right. You can you can. Dis- I'm going to be an adult today. You, you can discover your own your own pace. <laughs> yeah. Peer but pressure. You're, you're welcome. Not to, happening. You're welcome I'm going to take a nap on my bathroom floor if you need to again. So Hey, I got a nice spot carved out now. <laughs> oh, I missed it. Oh, so, so we were just chatting right before the, we started recording here of kind of what's been going on in the news cycle. And, uh, well, we've, we've all kind of taken a bit of a break, I would say, especially with like the American honesty stuff and all that kind of stuff. It's just we, it got a little bit overwhelming for most of it. I know it did for me. 
And I was like, okay, we need, we need a, bit of, a bit of a break here, but uh, let's get caught up on what's going on. So there's the, the Twitterverse, mm-hmm. I guess, has now been purchased by Elon Musk. Yes, sir. I've not heard it much about it except for what I've heard on podcasts. So what the hell is actually going on? Everybody that I see on there saying just because of the purchase, they're gaining followers that they haven't over the past years. Just out of nowhere. Change of hands. Because he's going through office management yeah. or whatever. They're all afraid for their butts. Did they now. put it up for sale? Or did he just like, fuck you, no, I'm buying he, it. He, made a, money, he said, I'm going to buy this. <clears> he made yeah, an offer so. to the shareholders. And yeah. the shareholders, you know, enjoy money. So they accepted. <coughs> they found out that $54 a share yeah. was yeah. their yeah. the price that yeah. they were willing to exactly. and sell their soul for. <laughs> I feel like yeah. there, there's already been so many, though, just kind of, I don't know, just these manufactured arguments already yep. you know you can already see and, and look I'll, I'll be the first to say elon is not he, he's he's not tr- shying away from from the, you know what i'm saying like he's actively engaging in this discourse around him right now which is something you, you normally don't really ever see on social media like you know you'll see like normally it's somebody of of stature will post something and then it's the people that follow him it's the people that will reply you know in accord with that person and, and either, and, you know, defend the points of view and, and engage in the debate for the, you know, the person that just puts it up there and then watches basically the world burn in the comments. But, you know, Elon's actively engaging in that, but um, it's funny to kind of, I mean, you're almost watching him become the new, you know, quote unquote, Donald Trump right now. Cause I think, you know, Trump's played what, out. What, what do you mean little, by that? He's a counter puncher. Yeah. He's the basically, yeah. well, he's the, he's the new, um, I don't know the icon of their of their anger now. Um, he he now is what represents uh, what's wrong, you know. And, and and there's a whole bunch of people less successful than him right now that have no problem telling him what he should have done with that money instead of buy Twitter. Um, well, I mean, what else <laughs> does he need to do? I mean, he's fucking building rockets to go to to Mars. He's yeah, building tunnels. That, that's to what's like- so weird about it is you would think that like with the 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 current you know uh, science you know dominated discourse and and people want to all you know the the elites people who look at themselves as, as a better they, they want to be all about science and you look at musk who's basically a modern day iron man he's, he's going to space he's he's leading the charge with with you know electric uh you know, energy yeah, i mean car or whatever, and, yeah, and these the, and not only just the electric car itself <laughs> but the technology yeah. that oh, i even that, forgot that, about that, tesla Jesus. that's packed into those cars and so Neuralink. You, you, yeah. you would oh, think, yeah. yeah, you you would think this guy would be revered amongst you know the, a lot of the people now that just demonize him. Do you read through the full threads on some oh, of those? It, well, I mean, I I don't not, not impossible. All of it. It's impossible. Yeah, I've been pretty. I've been pretty. Somebody engaged. one of those asshat uh, celebrities posted something about what he should have done with his money, and I was reading through a lot of the comments. One of the comments was somebody posting all the things that he's already done. Yeah, and was like, "How much more do you want this guy to do? I know you've got a lot of money. You have less than him, but what the hell are you doing?" Well, and it was basically, like just a rebuttal yeah, to them. Yeah, and it, like, the shut thing your is, mouth. it's you know any any defense of Elon <laughs> to them comes off. He's like, "Why are you, you know, why are you backing, you know?" Speaking for some billionaire, basically. but who's like, who's so against him right now? Is it just the woke left? It's, it's the people that you would yeah. expect to be against it. Yep. I mean, I will say this: there are. I, th- I thought they all loved him. There are some some very openly leftist people that are still very down with him. You know, um, even like the the head of Twitter, you know, the old head of Twitter, the founder, you know, Jack Dorsey, who's now he's stepped down now. But I mean, he's got nothing but but good things to say about elon and that he was all for the deal and all for elon buying it really yeah oh yeah and so it's like because there's a big payday for him or what 
No, he just he honestly they share a vision on I think in Jack's been pretty open with some of the failures that took place on Twitter um under his watch Name- also, also if i remember correctly jack was all about having like free open speech and not limiting anything but obviously that is not really taking place because obviously he's the, the thing's too big for him to look over it like there's so many other people looking and over it and there's it's kind of gone away from yeah. like his vision because his vision's like hey it needs to be the wild west and like everything needs to be out there yeah i mean it's they want to, fr- you know, I, I don't really like where the right's coming from this either because the right's all like, oh, now we finally have free speech on Twitter and they're making it all about free speech. Mm. And I think that's a little bit like, I don't know, a little simple minded in the sense that like, obviously, you know, we do have free speech, but I think, we, you know, we also share a common sense of what is appropriate on a public forum and what isn't like, obviously, you can't just get on Facebook and say, you know, I hate the Jews. You, you just so you can say, "Well, I have free speech to say that." It's like, well, not not really. You know what I'm saying? Like, not under a under a, a you know, you're under a, a private platform. I mean, it's you, you don't you know. So this 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 myth that Elon is somehow going to bring back free speech. That's not what the argument is. The argument isn't that it's it's not that it's not that you know, I guess you would say conservatives or center people. It's not that we're so afraid of, you know, the truth or we're so, um, you know, anti, you know, we're, we're so misinformed that we've misplaced the misinformation argument, you know, on the other side. It's not, it's not that it's the fact that who's deciding the truth. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole, that was the whole issue with Twitter. It was not, it's not a free speech issue. The issue at the core was who was deciding what was permissible and what wasn't. And that's the issue. When you have a company like Twitter. Who, but that seems to be a big thing with all social media, mm-hmm. not just Twitter. It, well, it is. I mean, and they, they even did a um, um, a uh, survey on the top tech companies in the world, mainly in America, and, and how they their, their employees donate politically. Um. And um, Twitter was second behind Netflix at 98.7% of their employees donate to Demo- to the left. So it's like you, you can't look at that from an objective point of view and say, okay, even though there's obvious, there's probably not some secret, you know, doctrine like we're going to fuck over any right wing points of view because that's just not accurate. There are plenty of people, plenty of very right wing people on Twitter that don't have their accounts messed with. So, I mean, it's. It, that's not necessarily the argument. The argument is when it comes to things like um, things that could influence elections, things like the New York Times story um, about the laptop, the Biden laptop, and how you know New York Times got their account suspended. I mean, it's the ways these decisions are made. You know what I'm saying? I don't think, generally speaking, most of the you know the 80 percent in the middle, you know, middle left, middle right nobody's against the truth coming out. If, even if it's my party, even if it's somebody that I like, I have no objections to the truth coming out. It's, there's no... What, what's the old saying? You know, the truth isn't negative or positive, it's just the truth. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the, my issue is, okay, you can't objectively look at a company that's run by, for all intents and purposes, 100% left because the 1% of the people that are right, they're not probably going around ex- exposing, exposing those views publicly. They're probably keeping their mouth shut and kind of just you know, from the sidelines. So in effect, anybody who's making a decision there is coming from left-wing ideology. And it's like, I would say the exact same thing if it was a right-wing situation, but it's like, you can't look at that and say that the truth is being arbitered 
unbiasedly. You can't do it. Can Elon fix that? I don't know. I mean, I don't see how everybody, I mean, is, is going to be biased in some sense. And you can't at the same time let people post whatever they want. I know that, that that sounds pretty authoritarian, but it's like you can't just have people going on there and organizing terrorist attacks. Like there are things that we all that we all agree on that regardless of how pro free speech we are, they don't belong in, a, in the public forum. That's just, you know. And how Elon somehow is going to magically change that or make things worse is just a huge, you know, overstatement. <laughs> right. I just find the whole thing funny and laughable. I've, I've never had a Twitter account, by the way. Never have. No, don't plan on ever having one. That's um, But don't you want to go on there and you talk shit about everyone about everything? No. No, if I want to talk shit to someone, I'll do it to your Their face. face. But, but, yeah. you, know, you, but you can't mean, do that because then if you do that, I can punch you in your right. face. But that means if you that do it, I actually might have to suffer yeah, the but ramifications if, But if you do it online, actions. then nobody can do that. <laughs> so you can just you know be anonymous. So now we've got, what, hundreds of millions of people are probably watching the, the news and following this story about Elon buying Twitter. Everybody that's so, on Twitter is following. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So here we've got hundreds of millions of human beings freaking out about the worst hands down the worst form of human communication ever created sure i mean you, you think about it over 80 percent of our communication is nonverbal, right it's the sound of my voice it's the facial expressions yeah, inflections the body language, and everything right? yeah you've literally eliminated all of that so now we've got a very limited amount of just written word to read and interpret however the fuck we want well, that's why, as the unofficial Twitter folk over here, Andrew and I, that he's on it probably more than I'm not sure. Andrew's been banned. What are you talking well, about? Yeah, like, okay, I'm only I'm observing. I'm gotcha, observing okay. only mode. Although I got to say real quick, I did just I did send out of nowhere. I sent her. I sent another. My account's been banned for like two years plus. I but I sent so, another. Man. I sent an email to their department. I, you know, they said click here if you want to appeal again. So I was just like. Unban me, losers. Daddy's in charge now. <laughs> that was it. So I haven't got a response yet. Oh, please tell me you took a screenshot of that and posted I, it somewhere. That no, is epic. I wouldn't have anywhere to post it. Oh, that's my what. God. That's so great. I read an article about it, though, this morning, and it was talking about the the unofficial people's voice because what it was explaining was all the cover-up bullshit about Biden's kid and all the bullshit that's going on with Russia or China or Ukraine, whatever they got going down. I haven't read everything because, again, I don't care. I try to... See what I see and see – I'm not searching for things right now, especially with work. Like, I don't give a crap. But they said if all that was out there, maybe Elon Musk owned it back then and it would have been in the public eye more, he might not have been elected. All the stuff that yeah, we went through. people saying that. That's, because, a, that's a ballsy statement, but I think people who are grasping at straws are going to yeah, grasp the article. The article gave more in-depth descriptions. I don't have it in front you, of me. You know why I dismissed that, though, is because then that gives credence to the to the old bullshit argument that all this Russia disinformation right. elected Trump. And it's like, that right. is all proven to be absolute horseshit. But it's like, I'm not going to entertain it from the other side either. Going with what we talked about and what Dennis <laughs> said, or what I like. I'm on Twitter, but I don't get on there to talk shit to people, and I never do. I mm -hmm. literally talk to athletes and sports figures and stuff like that that I call on the radio. That's basically to. what it was designed for. But right? that's so why so that, that's like, what the I mean. average person could yeah. reach out to celebrities and, and athletes. And that's what and the article states like about the people's voice, because even just Joe Schmo, me working wherever I'm at at the time, can send in whatever when I'm listening to the message or the radio, send a message to an athlete or whoever. Hey, congratulations, whatever this, that, you got drafted, whatever, blah, blah. And I get a, hey, thanks back, or maybe a more comment. I'm talking to freaking athletes that I never 
Like I know a couple well, that play in the NFL from let's school. Let's be honest. You're you're, you're talking like, to their PR rep, or right? Whatever, HR whoever it is. But there's a lot of them that are on there, though. <laughs> don't honestly. kill, don't kill the dream, Matt. That's yeah. all right. That's all right. But but, it, but it's it's interesting because again, <clears throat> like the internet is something that's been so different in our lives. I yeah. mean, because I mean, obviously, when we were growing up, it was it was a thing, but nobody really used it a ton. It was mostly right. for mm-hmm. communication for colleges and research, you know, yep. government like that kind of stuff. Whereas now. Almost everyone's on. They're doing their ticky-tocky little dances and stupid shit or whatever the fuck's going on. But it's like it, it brings it back to the point where now everyone's got a voice and right. they can put it out there for the world to see. But the problem is that not everyone deserves a voice. And most people like don't have anything fucking useful to say. So maybe they should just keep it to themselves. We talked about this last time Ben was on. Shocker. Not everybody should have an opinion or whatever. Something like yeah. along those lines. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, I mean, nothing entitles you to have your own opinion because you that. did not I've, earn that. I feel... Everybody should be yeah. allowed to say whatever the fuck they I would want kind of to. refine like Not what you said. like he said earlier. Yeah. Where you can just scream racial I would say that everyone shit, does but. have the right to a voice, but also I feel like that should accompany the ability to know your lane, basically. To know when to sit something out. To, you know, it, it's like... I, I, it's almost like you should have like you need anybody could you should like anybody should have a voice but maybe you should need a license to use it you know what i'm saying like <laughs> so like just like anybody's free to drive a car you got to get that license first so it's um i'd even i'd heard some people t- throwing around things like you know ideas for there being an, you know a, a ba- very basic level iq test and stuff like that but you just open up so many avenues of discrimination and stuff like that. Well, the real problem is, is who's in charge of administering these tests? And then exactly. do, do they make sure that the people who have different political ideals than they do that don't get that voice? And like, that, that becomes the real issue of yeah. that kind of stuff. Was, Welcome to America. Uh, no shit. <laughs> but it's like the problem is it's like with freedom, like there are there are dangerous things. And everyone's always wanting more and more and more safety and security and all this bullshit. I'm like, no, like it's it's meant to be dangerous. And if there's bad ideas out there, then. Like what Joe Hogan talks about this all the time. Like there's the best way to beat bad ideas is with better ideas. Like you've got to put mm-hmm. all the craziness out there and then beat it with better. You can't just silence people because you don't agree with them. Best way to beat disinformation is good information. Yeah. yeah. But again, with the technology, you'd think with all the technology and the things that we have, the communication that we have available, not just the shit talking, like whatever, YouTube, watch a video that you could easily, like at work, I didn't know how to uh, connect or make my own new Ethernet cable. The electrician there wouldn't do it. I had to run one into our machine to get service over in Italy so we could connect it. Watched a YouTube video, found out how to run the wires, put them in the connector, crimped it, everything, popped it in, it was good to go. My boss was like eyes wider than shit and like, really? So I just watched a YouTube video. Like it great. We should be smarter than we are, but wow. We are not going that direction. But. Well, that, that's, that becomes the issue, right? Yeah. Because back in the day, you used to have knowledge and wisdom and those kind of things. And nowadays, you don't retain anything because you can just look it up. But it's there and I know how to do it now. I've never done that before in my life. And now I know how to actually do that. Like, I have the crimp. I have the tools. I have whatever. I've actually done it. I know you got to put in an exact sequence of the wires to run them in. Like, I didn't know any of that. <clears throat> Learned a two-minute video and... Now I got a new skill that I can do. It's yeah, there's, not there's, something super fantastic. There's plenty of times but, where I'm looking to do something, and like, I'll, yeah. well, the first thing I do is like go go to the Google machine, get on YouTube or whatever, and like try to find somebody who's done it and like learn from them. But you think all the abilities and the stuff we have with that at our fingertips, and we're no smarter. <laughs> yeah, but any, anything that's ever been created yeah. for good can be used for evil. Always, yeah. Um, what yeah. gets me is the fact that people are surprised when it does yeah, get right. used yeah. for evil, like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why? Why would you think it wouldn't? I mean, I mean there are evil yeah. people out there. Yeah. You're only lying yeah. to yourself if you're 
yeah, you don't like, think there are. We didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> like, um, we've literally yeah. been lying to each other since probably the invention of communication. And to think that, like, when you get everybody together with no repercussions, that lying maybe might not be, <laughs> might be a problem, basically. It's right. like, and that's, you know, that's why I laugh at, like, this, you know, this new, um, what is this board of, of disinformation that, that coincidentally the, the White House just unveiled. What the hell the same is this? That, the, that Musk bought Twitter. It's, it's, it's basically like the 1984 version of the Ministry of Truth. It's, you got government employees determining what's misinformation and what's not. Oh, right. No, I'm gonna, I got. That's not the worst part about it. Here's the worst part because this is a uh, kind of like a window into how they think. So the press secretary, you know, Jen Psaki, she's like, um, basically, she's defending this 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 oversight board of disinformation as like she basically said the quote of who could possibly be against the silencing of disinformation. Like, how could the conservatives possibly be against it? And it's like, if that's the straw man argument that, that the White House has, that the government has, then they 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 literally have, like, a junior high level intellect. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's that high. The, the issue, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. issue is not people too much credit. don't like the truth. The issue is it's the people decide telling you right. what the truth is. Who gets to decide? Yeah, exactly. What the truth who are the, is. who are the great deciders here? That's <laughs> the issue. Not to mention, Jen. like, look at all the stuff that's been pulled off of social media for disinformation in the last handful of years, exactly. and then like a couple of months later, oh, yeah. it's all been proven to be true. It, it, I'm like, it, okay, so you fucktards are over here saying, yeah. "Hey, this is misinformation. All, you can't be look, saying this." You guys know you you know what I feel about Trump, but I'm telling you, like, if if you look at the amount of all the disinformation regarding all of the Russian ties and all that stuff that's just, and it, you know, all it does is it just melts away into the foreground. You know, nobody thinks about it again when it's, when it's the, when it's the left wing journalists making the mistakes and making the calls. It's like, well, yeah, you know, well, I guess nothing came of it, but I get, they must've had good reason or whatever to, to, to write it or, and it's like, at some point, when you when you combine like what they told what they've told us about the the 2016 election, what we've been told about the 2020 election, what we were told about COVID, and you look at all these things that time after time after time prove themselves to be untrustworthy. You know, I'm not necessarily it, it, I'm not saying that 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 they've made bad call after bad call after bad call. Obviously, you know, there certain things that were done that were that were you know. Uh, contributory to, to, to helping but you know from the most part it's like when you just continuously show yourself to be you know as bold to 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 tell us that the all the black lives matter protests were not super spreader events because the cause trumped the concern of the virus when you when you come out and seriously with a straight face and tell us that it's like you're not a ser- you can't be taken seriously you will not be taken seriously Anybody with common sense knows like you can say, OK, the political cause is important. And at the same time, say when at the height of the pandemic, that could be a problem when you can't reconcile the two or you have to, you know, make it a zero sum game. You just you're not a ser- you're not serious and you will not be taken seriously. But it isn't the whole trouble with a lot of this kind of bullshit is like you get some government little party that's going to talk about what's good and what's bad. It's like. What happens in the next election cycle when it flip flops back to the other political party? Now that party is going to have the the charge of that, and they're going to go against all the stuff that you've been going against. Like 
isn't the whole idea of government to have checks and balances and to slow things down so that shit like this can't happen, so that it actually doesn't negatively affect all the people? How long have our checks and balances not actually worked, though? Like I think they 20... work really well because, I mean, there's the same reason why, like, like I have a bunch of, like, friends who were freaking out. They worked, they worked very out, well just recently, to Who were freaking out when Trump got elected. Like, oh, my God. I'm like, guys, I promise it's not going to be that bad. It's all going to be the same. Right. And mostly it was. Right? And then I've I got a bunch of other friends who were freaking out when Biden got elected. Like, oh, my God. Like, guys, calm down. Like, it's going to be okay. Like, there's checks and balances in place. Like, it's going to be all right. Like, it's mostly all going to be the same. Right. And it has been. So it's like there's a bunch of stuff in there that's set for that. But when you start doing these kind of things where you get, you know, people in you know the White House who are saying, like, what's good information, what's bad information, what can't be posted. Like, like, no, thank you. That's a really bad idea. And I, what do they think is going to happen to this department when a conservative wins presidency? Yeah, because they're going to yeah. the next election are they gonna, cycle. Are they going to be just as fine with now, you know – just say the most absurd thing in the world happens and Trump wins and he runs again and he wins. There's, gonna, no, there's no way he's winning again. Are they going to be fine with him appointing a new, you know, head of the Department of Disinformation? No. So, so is this department <laughs> doing riots. the same shit that the COVID uh, doctors or the <coughs> officials did where they get to tell businesses and companies throughout the country? What was the, is that just when they sat there and lied to us and just made money for That's themselves? what I'm asking because there's a lot of people – us, the private people, whatever the people that d- that don't own the companies or whatever that do work for someone else or whatnot, that don't give two shits what they say, but are what those like what that administration is doing or that ministry of whatever the hell they're the called. ministry of magic. Yeah, <laughs> are they telling companies and things like that around the country what they can do or say or whatever no, with their businesses and whatnot? They, they'll like, be able to determine basically, yeah, if it, to where it's going to affect us is what I'm yeah, looking. They at. feel and like if what, you're a if you're a news outlet, yeah. So let's say you're Fox News. You say you're the bad guy, okay? And you post and you run a story that the the White House dictates is a disinformation. They'll be able to, under the law, prevent you from running that story. Yeah. You ever watch multiple news stations and you notice there's a narrative? Oh, good God! Right? Don't have TV. This is that group. <laughs> yeah. This is the group that oh. determines what that narrative is. Exactly. Gotcha. They go. They will write the plot lines yeah. the way yes, they but want to. More and more people are going away from your corporate media. Right. And they're going to podcasts. I mean, they're going to like uh, places like uh, Breaking Points with Crystal and Sager. Mm-hmm. Podcasts, you know, uh, like, podcasts, uh, Joe um, Rogan, Dave Rubin. Yeah, well, I mean, not so much Joe Hogan. He's a comedian. People I mean, love listening to what they talk about. I, mean, I, I get it, but that's not news. Jimmy Dore Jimmy Dore does news with they, comedy. They, like they, they, they might be talking about current events. I'm telling yeah. you, people would classify Rogan. The people yeah. that don't like him would say that he definitely, no doubt, has political influence. I don't know if that's the case. I mean, I, I, I get it because again, they talk well, about things. That's because you're on. that's because you're a, a fan who actually listens to the episodes instead of. I think they're entertaining. Fifteen second clips. Yeah, I enjoy watching the episodes. I really do. But I just listened to one two days ago uh the former british petroleum uh lead scientist was on speaking about climate i'm actually change just stuff. listening to that one now i'm so behind <laughs> he mentions how yeah he said like there's scientists his own colleagues that work for the government that in private conversations you know they agree with him 100 percent, and then yeah. they tell him to because, his face i cannot say that publicly yeah yeah for fear of losing my job or, or fear of some kind whatever, of retribution. Yeah. 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 Their party's coming like, yeah, after him. We yep. we know that this stuff is a lie. Yep. But we we're still gonna continue feeding yeah, into that lie because we're afraid of we, losing our job. We know that they know it's bullshit because <laughs> like but, we're, but in we're not all stupid. seriousness and a real honest question, if you talk mm-hmm. to a hundred different people from all kinds of backgrounds and 
you know, wherever they came from, the diversity, whoever, it doesn't matter. Like just a hundred different random people. Like how many of them trust the corporate media? I'll bet you it's less than 5%. It's like, it's like two if that. Yeah. I'm saying because yeah, most people exactly. I talk to are like, yeah, it's horseshit. Like yeah. I might watch it, just see what's going on with the weather, the news or whatever, like big things. But like, but I can't trust well, anything. They I say. would also say that probably of that remaining 95%, 80% are probably still in somehow their own echo. They found their way to their own echo. Chamber. Yeah, and that becomes an issue. You know, is that they don't associate with people yeah. that, that are diverse. Like a lot of people, that they only talk to people from their own political parties. Yeah. Whereas I, I love having friends who are very, very, uh, you know, liberal. I love having friends who are very conservative. I love people having friends who are, you know, libertarians, like somewhere in the middle. It's like I love talking to all the different people because it's like, huh, I never thought about it that way. It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't change how I believe. You know, like what I believe, you know, but it's it's interesting to hear your point of view. It's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's that's most, but most people, you're right. Like they they are they are in their own echo chambers, and they don't ever challenge their own thoughts. Exactly yeah. what you said about the hundred different people. Like that's what I love about my new job, where I get to travel all over the country, and the, with the pandemic and stuff going on with all the Rona, I thought other than on an airplane where I have to wear a mask, some of these companies I thought that was all gone now. Like, it is now. I, okay, maybe now, but not while I've traveled before. Okay. I had to wear a mask still. It wasn't past the 18th or whatever it was. Or, But you go to these places, they're machine shops, a lot of them. A lot of them are nice big companies, whatever. Some are really, really clean and really, really nice. Some are for medical fields, whatever. They don't care about the mask. They don't fucking want it. Yeah, they're but like, that's... That's most people out there. I mean, yeah. like it's it's so bad when you but go it's to a in place our face constantly, where like, like nobody wears a mask anywhere I go now, except for when you go to stores where some of the employees they have to wear it or because they're lose their job. Yeah, yeah, because but they don't want or to. Or the billboards, know. or the ads you hear you know, on the so radio, like or the TV commercials. Like it's it's all just puppetry. Like, like, can we fucking get over this and just yeah. move on with our lives? Like, I'm so sick. But when of you talk to people, like you're saying, 100 different people or whatnot, I've talked to guaranteed more than 100 different people at all these places I've been, and like. No one fucking cares. It's just how. Yeah, but that's your average person. But that, that's yeah. not the screaming people that you hear on social media, which is what the news talks about. Yeah, but I don't care what the screaming people. Like, I, a lot no, of, I understand. A lot that. of us don't, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm. Yeah. So who, who is it? It was. Um, oh God, who's uh, Ben Shapiro? Uh, he was on Jocko's podcast, and they, they were talking. This is probably a couple of years ago now. At this point, I'm super behind on Jocko's podcast. Um, but he was on there, and Ben was talking about how he thought things were so horrible in, in society and this and that. This is probably, again, two years ago in the height, the height of the pandemic. And, and Jocko was like, hey, like, calm down. Like, you deal with these people who email you on Twitter or DM you or whatever, like get a hold of you and are threatening your life and want to kill you because you're talking differently than what they want to hear and all this kind of stuff. Like, but you're not talking to the regular people out there. Like, that's what I do. Jocko was like, I go around and I give these speeches and talks and leadership things with different businesses and I don't care your politics or whatever. Like there's, it's a very diverse group of people, you know? And it's like, and I talk to them and like, they're very much in the middle. Like everything's cool. Like, don't worry. Like it's not as bad as what you really think it is because you're only listening to the screaming, like minorities on either side of the spectrum, left or right. Doesn't matter. Like they're both fucking crazy. Hmm. It's like, most of us are in the middle. Like, like I've said it before, like the older that I get, the more I become an extreme moderate. You know, it's like I'm fucking in the middle. Like, yeah. like I'm yeah. very liberal on certain things. I'm very conservative yeah. on certain things. I think about, most people should be. I, I was thinking about this, um, and I was thinking it primarily because you know we were at that at the time. I was thinking about it. Um, I think Ben was still on the on the ticket to join, and he's yeah. Unfortunately, he had he was yeah. he was going to join us today, but he had to work. So Dennis is but, filling in. Yeah. So, so thank you, Dennis. Is obvious. Yes, Dennis. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, I probably our most left leaning guest. You know, 
what he called well, in, in his mind, he is, is a flaming liberal. Yeah. That's what he called so, himself. His yeah. I, I thought, <laughs> called himself that. Um, yeah. I, I, I thought of an exercise, and I, and I think we could still do it. What I don't know, I wanted to do it when he was here. Um, what would you say is your most shocking political opinion that would be surprised? You know, that that's most contrary. That if if to you like, were talking to people, they'd be surprised about so it. So, like, if you're like, if you're like very right wing, what's your most left wing position? And, and if I was talking to Ben, Ben, what do you think? Your what's your most right wing position? Just to kind of get us to explore, like, uh, you know, common ground in a sense. So, I don't know. You want me to text hmm. him and get his opinion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said he's, work, he's working right now. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably get this some other time. Maybe, like, yeah. like I, know, I know for me, like, it's super simple. It's like all these people right now are screaming about wanting to tear down society and start over and do all this kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like, this is bullshit. Like, this is one of the best governments that has ever been in recorded history, period, that we know of. I mean, obviously, there could have been things before that were better, but they've all died off. We don't know yet. They could have fucking been killed by meteors, the dinosaurs, or goddamn climate change we don't know like right like we, we don't have an idea but for me it's like we need to reform what we have not get rid of it and start over and for me the big one is is very very simple it's like we have got to limit these political fucking parties like we have got to put term limits out and make sure that these fuckheads can't be in there for these long terms where these lobbyists come in and buy them and now they're just a part of the machine that's making it you know, like making money for all these super gajillionaires and fucking over the rest of us. Like we have got to get rid of those fuckers. How much of it is just us paying a little bit more attention to stupid shit, the everyday things that go on with politics? Because politics affect all of our lives. It, it'll only help once we get rid of these career politicians. How do we do that if none of us? That's are the problem. Is shit. like you've got to make yeah. a change, and none of these guys are going to vote to, if, if we're to not, limit their own jobs. If we're jobs. not paying attention to even know who we're putting in our local offices and shit like that to get to these spots, how do we fix any of that? If we're not even at the least, at the smallest part, caring or giving a shit. Yeah, the, the, the only like, the only hope that I see right now is a lot of these veterans who are running because they don't they don't want to. They don't want to be there. That's, that's the problem is like no smart person like Elon wants to be in politics. Hell they don't no. want to be in that shit. Politics so it's like dumb the, as shit. The, the, the smart people that we need to have in there running yeah. policies are the ones who want to run away from it. But yeah. uh, that's what I love about these ideas, these veterans who've had real life experiences, who know what the world's really like and who haven't just gone to school and then went to law school and then now they're politicians and then they're in the back pockets of all these gajillionaire corporations and companies and lobbyists and all this kind of shit. So it's like they've got zero life experience whatsoever. Right. So now you got these guys who are like, fuck it. I don't want to run. This is going to be bullshit. I don't want to be there. But I feel like I have to for the sake of my country. Like that's the only thing that gives me hope going forward. That's what being in service <laughs> is all about. I mean, regardless if you're a firefighter, police officer, military, whatever, like that's there's people that are made for service. That's yeah, but literally that's, what the, it that's is. the problem though, is these politicians aren't servants. I told They're you only I told out for them fucking selves. At one point I read off a stat or whatever it was that I found that there was like seventy five to eighty percent people that were in politics, Senate, House, doesn't matter what they were, you know, it was like seventy five or eighty percent were all veterans. And it's down to like twenty three percent right now. Do you think there's problems out there, and it's related to any of that as well? Because it's people that are out for themselves and not for a service. Yeah, when you when you hear these guys getting into politics and they don't have any money to start with, and they all retire as gajillionaires, it's like there's yeah. something wrong here. Like they're they're not there to help the people; they're there to help themselves. Right. And I anyway, so we could go on that. Yeah, one you're for a while, yeah, Let's be honest true. here, Andrew. Well, what's, what's your craziest uh, political idea that people would be shocked about? <laughs> <laughs> So I guess, like I would say, 
you know, I, I get, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, I'm more conservative than liberal, obviously. Um, I'd, but, I'd call you a centrist. Yeah. I mean, I, oh yeah, I, I would, yeah, and that's, I, I'm saying, like, it's weird because I would say, like, I have, um, like, for example, um, and I guess this would even be more surprising, you know, if, if you knew, you know, for those who know, like, you know, my, my, uh, Christian faith and whatever, but like, totally down with gay marriage, you know, no issues with that at all. I feel like, you know, I'm the last person in the world to tell somebody that their sin or whatever is worse than mine. Are there and, are there still people who are against gay marriage? Probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there <laughs> yeah. there's still racist people, Matt. There's probably yeah. yeah I mean, you're there's all kinds of ignorant human yeah. beings on this earth. Most, yeah. Basically, <laughs> if you if you're talking about like churches and stuff like that, you kind of either get you you get kind of almost two schools of churches. You'll have a one type of church that will openly speak against it, and then you have hardcore the, Southern Baptist. The majority of churches which will. <laughs> basically not touch it because they re- they understand how how hot button it is um but yeah it, as far you know it, as far as i'm concerned is it do, do two gay people deserve to have a, a legal union of course why not they're, they're, um, they're people they should be treated as yeah, such i would say that there are um plenty of good social wel- welfare programs that exist i don't feel like you know i'm not like every you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps no gut you know no handout or whatever it's like i feel like especially now during the pandemic we've all benefited at some some way or another um my businesses especially from government handout now obviously we're all going to be paying for this in the future and it's destroyed our economy but it's like we're all playing the game right now we're all taking the handouts when they're there um but they're also i think they're also very good beneficial social welfare programs um and uh you know i i think Pretty much, um, you know, you're, there's there's probably only two things you're not going to get me to ever budge on when it comes to, you know, what I think, you know, conservatively. And that is, one, um, you're not going to reinterpret the right to bear arms. That, that It says what it says. And you're not, I mean, if anybody that has the, 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 the 15 minutes to do a brief overview of human history, and when you look at basically the earth as a ball with 8 billion little organisms on it, you can't have one group telling, saying who can have the guns and one and saying who can't. If you just look at it like that, you know it doesn't work like that. Well, let's look at uh, yeah. Australia right now. Look at human history, and then just look <laughs> at the Earth as a from a macro scale. When you've got eight billion people here, do you want a group of people to be able to say who can have weapons and who can't? If that makes sense to you, best of luck. That to you. only leads to genocide. Yeah. And the second one would be um, abortion. You're not gonna ever get me down with that. I mean, it's just you know per- personally. I'm not going to like judge you if you get one. I'm not going to hold it over your head. I'm not going to think negatively of you, but you just, you're never going to convince me that there's any moral, moral ground in that. You're just not. And that's somebody that has a daughter, you know, that has thought about, well, what if, you know, she got pregnant at 16 or, you know, what if she was raped? You know, I'm going to say, Hey, how, how convicted are you in your beliefs? You know? And I'm at the, still at the point where you're just, there's just, you're not going to ever get me on any, you know, I'm not going to say I'm more moral than somebody, but I'm just going to say you're not. That's just one of the things you're not going to get me on. There's nothing wrong with being convicted of your beliefs, like being sure. true to your beliefs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As long as I can be honest about them. I mean, in my personal yeah. opinion, the better man is the one that is willing to sacrifice all to defend what he believes to be right. Sure. Even though I may not believe it to be right. Right. That, sure. But that's his, you know, that's his God given right to believe what he wants. Um, the stronger man is the one who's willing to actually defend his his beliefs, in my opinion. Uh-huh. 
Fair enough. Jake? <laughs> your big, You'd have to circle back to me, I think. I don't have – What's your I big left-wing position? I don't take left-wing, right-wing positions. I honestly don't want to – So what, what do you think would be a little bit shocking that you that you feel <laughs> Like is, what would you say if I, if I found out you believe? Yeah, I don't know. Well. That's why I honestly don't – I don't know. I'm pretty open about so, it. So if, we, so if we found out that you think fat people should be outlawed. Like, <laughs> outlaw myself makes a lot of sense. No. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> nope. You can hit me with whichever and we'll figure it out that way. That could be our experiment. I don't know. I don't honestly have. Sounds like you got some homework, Jake. So, so you've got, you got no controversial self, things that people would think was different. Like, hey, I can't believe you're that open-minded. I'm proud of you. No, because I argue my family and friends like that that, that are stuck on the, no, oh, you can't kill a baby. Like, well... You don't know each situation. So, I mean, I have different views on abortion altogether. I have different views on getting pregnant altogether. That's, but that, like, that's not the question, though. The yeah, question exactly. is, like, what what do you think that most people would see you and think, okay, you're super conservative. You wear a red hat around that says, make conversations great again. You get pepper sprayed when you go into big crowds. It's like, so what, what would be surprising when they actually found out that, hey, like, I support gay marriage. I support legalizing marijuana. Like I, I have a, oh, yeah. a put navel, me down. Put me down for I, that one also. I, I yeah. have a navel ring. Like it's it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's a whole other podcast. There, I don't. You're um, a woman in a man's yeah, body. True. Um, probably the pot thing. I mean, that's there probably we go. the most. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet you people would be surprised about that because I've smoked growing up, and there's a lot of people that feel whatever. I've never touched it. I blah blah whatever. I guess that's probably my furthest left leaning yeah. that would throw people off. I guess. I bet you right. What about mushrooms? Can those be legal too? Yeah, I've done them. I certainly no want to be God. Yeah, this sounds like fun to me. That's all natural from <laughs> the earth. When you start, that, when you start mixing years. powder and I know. shit together, it's, it's man-made. Hey, I told you I need to be in a better place mentally, and yeah. I think we're getting there. All right, that's we've already. I think we've discussed a lot of that. Where it's well, like, if it's the natural, because I know a guy who knows here, a guy. So <laughs> there's an incredible book, uh, Michael Pollan. Yeah. his latest book, "This Is Your Mind on Plants." And in the book, it's broken down into three different sections. One, it focuses purely on caffeine and mm-hmm. what that does to you. Oh, yeah. It's a big one. Which yeah. is a fun high. Yeah. Yep. One is um, mescaline or MDMA. Mm-hmm. And the other one is opium. What, what does the mescaline do? Poppy plants. It's, I've, heard, I've heard of it. It's like so a, MDMA, so mescaline. What, what, yeah. what does it do? What is it? I've never done it myself, but the, the research that I've done, most of the descriptions that I've heard of the experiences is essentially – um, especially when it comes to treating people with PTSD and like past traumas, they find that it works really good in conjunction with therapy. I guess there's been lots it, of studies it, about psilocybin yeah. mushrooms doing it's, the same yeah, kind it, of thing. Kind, it is kind a, of. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, I think it's a different, just a different mode. Yeah. Like the therapist would, they probably ask or ask different questions and stuff with the MDMA versus the psilocybin, you know, because they want to guide it a certain direction. Uh, I've listened to a lot of them though, and they say with the MDMA, it's like it, it essentially it breaks down any of the barriers. Right? Something traumatic happened to you in a, as your child or in your childhood. You create these mental blocks to kind of hide it away, hide that. Right? Any time that you ever get close to thinking about it, right, or reliving it, though, all of a sudden all the, these emotions come in that kind of block it out. And essentially, I guess the MDMA helps to get rid of that block. Okay. It allows the person to be able to approach that experience and relive it without becoming too overly emotional, I guess, about it. Um, and in that process, then the therapist is able to help them kind of process all that, that craziness in their head at the time and work through it. Um, they've had extremely good success with it okay um, yeah anyway so PTSD. so pollen in the book 
Oh, yeah. So in the book, uh, the, the chapter about poppy plants, opium, right? He explains how he grew his own and always has. And he, he goes, he talks about the legality of it and how it's an extreme gray area, even amongst DEA. Like most agents will give you different answers as far as what's legal and illegal. But anyways, to make a long story short, um, he ends up making his own poppy tea from the plant. And he explains in drinking it, you know, he took take, takes a few sips. He goes, it's bitter, whatever. It doesn't taste good. Then he feels the, the kind of euphoric effects from it. And then he says he kind of feels a little bit of the nausea from some of the other alkaloids and stuff in the plant. And that's when he kind of comes to the realization that it's not the plant that's bad. Like these plant medicines are not bad. If you use that plant in a hole, right, there's usually other chemicals or alkaloids within that plant that will cause the human body to reject it before they can ingest enough of it to be harmful. Just like that tea. He said, I don't see any way humanly possible how you could drink enough of this tea to harm yourself because you'd end up throwing up. You'd be so nauseous. Your body would purge. Just like marijuana. People that smoke marijuana. Um, I know it's, it's happened to me in my past where I smoked too much and I got sick as hell. I puked my guts out, but that was it. Right. Yeah. I got nauseous, dizzy, went, threw up, laid yeah. down and, and then got a little several hours, yeah. several yeah. hours later I sobered up and I was perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, it's when you start to, when pharmaceuticals come in and they want to extract a single substance or a single alkaloid from that plant put it in a concentrated form, and then prescribe it to you. That's when it becomes dangerous. And almost any drug on the market, legal or illegal, will kill you if you take too much of it. Tylenol. Right? The the LD50 for Tylenol, I believe, is six tablets. Hmm. The lethal dose 50. So 50% of people who took six, six times the standard dose would uh, possibly suffer lethal effects that could be bad it says right. on the back of that Whereas stuff it'll cause stomach you, bleeding or yeah, whatever else marijuana i think that's good for you has, <laughs> marijuana does have a theoretical and it is purely theoretical because the amount is something like you would have to consume something have you ever like met joey diaz <laughs> two thousand pounds of this of marijuana within a few hours for it to actually have a a lasting physical effect on the human body in any kind of negative way but again, it's just theoretical because it's such a, a high amount that it's not even really humanly possible. Yeah, because if you get to Unless, that point even, it's going to put you to sleep. Of course, <laughs> you go in with all kinds of pharmacy technology and you start extracting a, you know, one single active ingredient yeah. and you put that in a highly to concentrated potent, form. Yeah. That's why they say a lot of these kids are, are, are quote unquote overdosing on marijuana have to go to the hospital because they're getting these, va- you know, these vape pods, which is pure TX- mm-hmm. THC extract. And they're just going to town on these things like they're, they're like they're their nicotine vapes, and before they know it, you know they're you know they're 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 panicking themselves into the hospital. Yeah, I remember here like a year or so ago, I I heard and I have no idea how accurate this is, but I just I had heard some statistics, something like the average marijuana grown today is like forty, what up to forty times more potent mm-hmm. than it was when we were in high school. Yeah, just twenty years ago, I mean, people you, have been you hear people talk about that on podcasts. Like, yeah. this is an alien space weed. This is so awesome. Yeah, I mean, and I've I've had instances myself where I way overdid it on edibles, and it's easy to do. And I end up just sitting there like a freaking vegetable. So many more people because the world's going, you know, feels like the whole world's vibrating in your head for about six hours, and then, oh hey, I'm sober again. Okay, took too much of that. Yep. Don't do that again. 
But that's right. why that's why when you ask that question, like I don't feel like that's far leaning, I guess, because a lot uh, more people are. I think people good would with... be surprised to hear that from you. Oh, because I think I... people are going to see you as like the super conservative the guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why though, because I you wear a fucking red hat that says "Make Conversations Great Again," <laughs> but yeah. it's for the conversation. My hat right now. I'll, says I'll just say I'll just conversations say this. on <laughs> it again. Yeah. Also, but and it's then, not a red hat. This so, is just I mean, an observation, and this is in no yeah. way a critique of you at all. This is just an observation. As from a third party here, but since we've ever been doing these podcasts, yeah, I I think that I would say ninety nine percent of your views would be con- categorized as conservative views. So like, and obviously I don't know. There's a lot of things you know that I don't know what your viewpoint is, but yeah, from like a third party perspective, you know, um, you know, uh, um, I know all, all your views, you know, during yeah. you yeah. know the pandemic and everything like that, and and I agreed with a lot of them. Are, those are right wing views. Yeah. So I, I, I well, they have well, a they we'll have a that. test. <laughs> they have a test. I think Tim Pool was talking about it once, where you can actually find out what that test is, where it basically tells you if you're middle, left, or right. Yeah. Like, I've never taken that before, so I have no. Yeah. Well, I was coming. Everybody is left and right. Yeah, that's it's, what I thought. Yeah. I mean, no if, matter what the topic is, that topic has a spectrum. It's just where do you draw the line, right? Yeah. How far do you push it to the left or to the right? It's like my my thing is when people always do the black and the white bullshit where it's like, are you pro abortion? Are you pro or are you pro life or pro choice? I'm like, I'm pro. Don't get fucking pregnant and use protection before that, and you don't even get to that point. So like, they're like, well, that's not a take. Like, I don't fucking care if it's a take. Like, that's my take. You know, not to do it smart without getting pregnant, but that's not that's not how it happens. No, so not, I mean, not always. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> Dennis, what, what's uh, something that people consider uh, interesting for you? Um, okay. So, well, you know my background a little bit. I spent... Well, explain it a little bit for people who haven't heard you on a different podcast. Grew up here, uh, joined the Marine Corps right out of high school in 2001. Um, spent a little over 13 years serving the country in the Marine Corps. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, got out in 2015. Never in my life have I voted in a political election, whether it be president, uh, congressperson, local, federal, nothing. Just taking that George Carlin stance here? Well, and it's just, it's, You're the only it's one this. that about it because you no, didn't vote? No, um, <laughs> I feel my personal opinion is I have yet to meet another human being, in my, in my life anyways, that I felt was more qualified than me to make decisions about how I live my life. Um, you know, if you're running for office and I'm going and voting, I'm saying, yes, I believe this man can make better decisions about how I live my life than I can, and I trust those decisions that he makes are going to be with my best interest in mind. Um, man, I have a hard time not feeling ignorant, if I'm willing to say that, that this other human being who also has a family is going to somehow put my interest above his own. So for me, I've just stayed out of it. Fair enough. That um, if you ask, you ask me what... I've ever right right there. <laughs> yeah. I, I can get I down mean, with that. Shit, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Again, I'm not... I'm not against it. I am all for a governing body that helps to manage law and order. I mean, you almost right? have to have it without it is total chaos. And then eventually right. dictators will take over factions. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's the big conundrum. Yeah, How do you prevent the, that, the corruption? It was that the no. Chaz or whatever that was taken over. Like, is this yeah. summer yeah. of love, this party? Like, no, it's <laughs> fucking run by fucking love. warlords for Christ's sakes. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, like it was bad news. Like it went bad real quick. You know, it's. Like human nature will 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 do that now a thousand percent. What they murdered somebody in the within the first couple forty eight hours or seventy two yeah. hours of setting that up. Yeah, I thought they killed somebody. Yeah, a couple yeah. different people, and they wouldn't let EMS come in to help them right. or anything. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, and nonetheless, like that's human nature. That's where people will go. So you have to have some sort of governing body, right. otherwise it's just fucking chaos. Yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of crazy views. I mean, to me, there's there's a big difference between not allowed and not able. Just because somebody says I'm not allowed to do something doesn't mean that I am not actually able to do it. Um, well, what's, and, what's and the it, old saying? Not, like, it's not illegal to take drugs; it's illegal to get caught taking drugs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like saying, "Can right. I or may I?" <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Don't ask me uh, that question. <laughs> you know, there's as a concealed carrier, right? There's places that you are not allowed to carry. There are some of those places, though, where I'd be damned if I would go there without carrying i get that you don't want me to and i'm not allowed to but i'm not there with the intent of harming anybody right There's i'm there with the intent of only being able to defend or protect my life should shit hit the fan right yes. you are not allowed to drive so a big a difference belt, but people do it all damn day yeah, big difference between not allowed <laughs> and not able and again that's not in no way am i promoting breaking laws but i, I am and i, I well <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of but know what laws you're breaking and right. why you're breaking them. Yeah. And understand that there may be consequences for doing so. I mean, what what is a law, though? Like, that is, well, this guy's opinion is that he doesn't like your choice. So, therefore, he, he happened to have the power to make a law, right? And now, now what you're doing yeah. is all of a sudden illegal and yep. you're going to jail for it. Even though what you were doing literally could not harm another human being through your actions. Well, we don't agree with it, right? No, smoking pot's bad. You're going to jail, buddy. Even though somebody's sitting in their living room smoking pot. <laughs> right? There's there's a bunch of highly Especially functional people that I know. Especially if a smart person that, that just grew. Pot. Yeah, that grew it themselves, right? Yeah. I mean, and they how, love it. how in any way are they harming anybody? And we're sitting here drinking booze. Like, how is right. that any different? Right. It's actually healthier for you mm-hmm. than what we're doing. <laughs> Nonetheless. All right. So, like the there's, so there's and, that, that little bit of a background, obviously. Yeah. And then there's also, you work at IOF. You're a firearms instructor mm-hmm. there and all that kind of stuff. Um, so obviously people would probably can see you as like super conservative dude. Oh, I imagine most people I would think imagine I am. most people yeah. would say until they talk to you and realize, oh, he's a very fucking diverse person. This is interesting. Yeah. So what would be something that you think would be shocking to other people? Besides what you just said. Besides that, that is never having voted yeah, exactly. in my life. <laughs> that is that is a little shocking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember being in high school, you know, it was oh god, I can't wait to be eighteen and yep. Grant, I never got excited about voting. I I see, like, kids these days seem to be way more excited about that shit than kids that I was in high school with. I didn't know anybody that well, they're really activists gave a shit about being able to vote. Well, because they're 16 or younger because they're parents now. They were just so excited because I mean, they could go buy cigarettes, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, another shot? I don't know. I figured that was the craziest one. It's, it's crazy, but anything else that would stick out? Do you think that people would be shocked to hear? Um... I don't know. Okay, fair uh, enough. I mean, I think fighting, like I said, I think I most think people fighting consider me or look at me for your right to vote and then not voting. Is, that's pretty shocking. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, this, but to me, it wasn't fighting for hold right hold to hold vote. Yeah, this, yeah. this isn't Starship I mean, I get Troopers. Where you're going. There are people that would, that would yeah. think that. But, but again, yeah. this isn't Starship Troopers where you have to join the military yeah. to be able to vote yeah. and be part of like society. You actually are a part of the society just by being there, which is great. So that, that's I, awesome. That's the thing, too. Is right. I, think, I think we as like a, a populace in America have this weird – like. We do have this weird, like, fetishism, but also, like, this mischaracterization of military people. You know, on on one hand, like, we put them, you know, we, we, you know, if you look at, like, American sports, you know, if you're, if you're military, you're royalty, basically, you know, there is, they, the sports do a very, and they do it for a reason, is it because they know that 
we're into it. Like we're all it's about be good for supporting the troops. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then it's like they're so quick to demonize the troops, you know, for being, you know, minions of a corrupt regime and this and that, or, um, you know, just, uh, all, all these stereotypes basically that we have no problem putting on people for, that actually are out there doing the work. It's like, I think that, cause I, I have one of my best friends is, you know, he's a military guy and it's like, it's like, you know, you're, I don't think people give them the, the benefit of the doubt when it comes to, hey, you can think complex, complex, complexly. I don't know what the word is. <laughs> you can have complex thoughts. Complexly? About several <laughs> different, you know. Does, yeah, yeah like <laughs> being, turning, you know, just be, you serving your country doesn't turn you into like a mindless, you know, minion for the government. In, in fact, I, I would think, you know, from... Um, things he said and stuff like that. It's it's kind of the opposite. I think sometimes you kind of get a you you get an inside view of, of you know you're you're basically the the tool of the government, um, and uh, it it's not necessarily a positive. Th- you don't always come out of that with a positive view on on your on your boss, basically. Right. Um, and so yeah, it's just it's just it's just funny how any any abil any time we have the ability to stereotype a group of people like well. We'll go ahead and do that. Like we'll just we can jump right on that. We have no problem um, shoehorning people into you know beliefs, belief systems. Same with black people. You know, it's like oh, you're black. Oh, you're not a de- like what Joe Biden say. You, you, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. It's like oh, we have no problem at all. Just basically saying oh, well, this is what you look like, so this is what you must think. You know, and that's I I, I think the same exact same thing true with like with um I, I guess you would say Christian evangelists or whatever. You know, it's like. You have when you when you when you look at them as a whole, you have no problem stereotyping what their beliefs are and what they do, you know. And it's, um, I guess that's it, being a part, I guess, of that community. That's what's so like hurtful to me or or like disappointing when I see Christians so adamantly going out of their way to like support Trump. And I I don't know, you know, what everyone's views here on Trump was, but like to to be able to to not see. The slightest bit of corruption or, or wrongdoing from somebody or, you know, the complete association of, well, if you're a if you're a Christian, you, you're a science denier, you're a climate change denier, you don't you know, you're um, an evolution denier, you believe in fairy tales. It's like that's that's not me. Like I, one of my gr- biggest passions is science. It's like you don't ever you you would never take the time to see how you reconcile the two and how you can how your beliefs intertwine where you can be somebody of faith who still has a passion for science um it's just automatically like and, and that's what i don't like i'm disappointed by the by people i guess in my community that that feed into that stereotype because it's like you're just as dumb as everybody else you're just you're just making us look bad you know and it's like and i know that's I want, I know that's probably how a majority of right wingers feel when they see this, the MAGA people, and I'm, and I'm wondering. I would think it's probably the same with most level-headed left wingers too when they see like you know the fringe left and the, um, you know the the entire uh, the woke mob. Yeah, and, and like you know the like the, um, I don't know whatever's going on in the you know the the sexual identity, gender identity community over there. It's like there's probably some people like hey like. Y'all are kind of ruining it for us people over here that, you know, that are just trying to, you know, get some left wing legislation passed that could help people. 
you're making us all look crazy. And the same thing, I think, at least from my perspective as a conservative, is like when I look at like the MAGA people, it's like you're making us, you know, you're, you're harming the cause here. Like, why would I expect anyone to ever entertain any type of conservative legislation when, you know, you, you, you kind of look, I don't, I don't I'm not trying to, I don't want to insult anybody here, you know, as far as what their views are. Insult away. Or any, yeah. any, <laughs> what yeah, do you think we're doing here? <laughs> listeners and stuff like that. But it's like, like, let's be honest. Like it, you can, you can support a president and not like you get a heart on every time you see him and, 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 and praise him. Like he's the, the Messiah. It's like, you look ridiculous. Yeah. So it's like, you're harming the cause. So that's kind of how I look, you know, at the evangelical community when they um, do stupid stuff, kind of get off on their bullshit as far as, you know, um, with, with, with a lot of the science denying and the gay bashing and stuff like that. It's like there's such a it's not a large pop. It's not a large percentage of the community. But like you said earlier, like they're the ones that get all the attention. You know, they're the ones that when when you think about the community, you think of them. And not the eighty percent that are normal people. I think it's higher than eighty <laughs> percent. I think it's much hopefully, higher. Hopefully, it is. hopefully. <laughs> but maybe the problem isn't the technology or the communication or the internet or any of that. Maybe it's just the individual human expectation. Right. What do you mean? I mean so yeah, dude, yeah if, I, if I look at that government our government will say for example and i tell myself man that's the greatest damn government on the world they are going to do so much for me my life is going to be so amazing because i live in this country but then they don't right i had this really high expectation for them and they let me down now i'm fucking pissed or i am hurt but if i look at that same government and i go well you know that's just another group of human beings that are really no different than I am. So they're probably just as flawed as I am. They probably make just as many mistakes, and they probably have just as many successes, right? My expectations are quite a bit lower. I'm not expecting some crazy miracle from them. I'm expecting nothing more from them than I would from myself. I'm expecting mistakes to be made. Yeah, but have you right? met most people? <laughs> I mean, Do you expect much from most people? No. No, I don't expect much from anybody, Most really. Most people don't hold themselves <laughs> to a high esteem. They right. Hold, they hold others to a higher. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. they don't hold themselves that, that's, to a And that's same. the problem. I think that's what I'm, I'm getting at is the individual, the expectations that that individual has for some reason. Why Why do they even have such high, a high expectation? Again, I go back to why would I ever believe that that person is going to prioritize me and my family over him and his family, Right. That's such a good point. I mean, like, how many times have we said here, like, the, the president isn't your dad? You know, like, these people that go to bat and they go to, like, they'll go to war for this guy. Like, it's their... Not, like, not, it's their not to mention, it's their job literally to lie to you yeah. Yeah. to get into office and then serve their own yeah, fucking it's like, purpose. And they'll defend these people like it's their flesh and blood. Like you said, like, it's like they're, they're looking at them as a savior figure, that they're going to come and solve all the problems. They're going to finally... They're going to finally... Show us the America that that I've in my mind envisioned that we could have. This is the guy that's going to usher it in. It's like I think that you got to be some sort of you got to have some sort of mental instability to have that type of connection with with any type of politician, celebrity, anything like that. It's like exactly like you said. Like these are just they're just people. How many and they are I, prone to the exact same mistakes and flaws that you have? Well, look how I mean, just as an example. <laughs> 
kind of a, an oddball example of political stupidity, right? The, look how quickly the NFL exploded once it was created, right? How, how quick it became popular. And now it's on every TV in America, right? I mean, politics was around way before that. And it took them, what, 50 years after the NFL was created to finally turn politics into a game that drew people in. No different than the NFL or the NBA or the or NBL. people stay up all night and watch the yeah. speech or whatever. But politics yeah. today is not politics. It's it's no different than watching a football game. Yeah, it's celebritized. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my funnest, the, my favorite thing to do is turn on you know the news yeah. when they're when they're like showing the the debates in in the yeah the congressional debates and stuff. But then I mute it and then I pull up YouTube and I, I've literally done this several times. Pull up a video of monkeys. <laughs> fighting and turn the volume up on that and play that volume while you're watching that situation and it's, it's it is astonishing how many times the noises that the monkeys are making literally match up with the mouth movement of the humans on that screen it, some of those debates are so cringy to watch oh sometimes. my god it's like it's, how <laughs> i feel so bad for your families like watching you get up there and yell at each other like and that. again but the, at the same time there's millions of people sitting in this country right now that are watching that and going oh my god yes i believe in that guy and i hope that he wins because he's the one that i want to yeah. to decide how i live my life and see this is why i like how different we all are because <laughs> what you said about the not voting thing yeah i don't have cable i haven't had cable for like 13 years i don't watch tv how many of those people that idolize a celebrity politician or not mm-hmm. watch Every single show that those celebrities are on, or every, news, politics, yep. whatever, and then when they see them at a rally or whatever, they are so goo goo gaga in love with them. I will do whatever and vote and whatever to get you put in there and elected 100%. Mm-hmm. I don't give two fucks. I don't watch TV cable anymore. I watch like streaming services. That's it for comedy and whatever else. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm don't same care. way. Don't care. Like, I would have never expected you to say after serving <laughs> and stuff like that that you don't vote. Like, I could give two craps about yeah. what the hell's on TV or whatever. I quit looking for stuff because I don't give two fucks what these people say anymore. Yeah, I tell everybody, I, I'm happy. I would be happy to vote. If you could put a human being in front of me that it's I believe is actually yeah. qualified yeah. to make decisions about how I live my life, right? Then I will, fuck yeah, I will be the first one in line to go vote for that person. The day that I see somebody that I actually believe can do that. And you've yet to see that at this point. And yeah, at this point, yeah. I have yet to see that. <laughs> that's, that's a fair statement. It's kind of hard to argue that one. Yeah. And like we've talked about when Ben and I were on here too, Ben and I got into screaming matches before. Well, I don't know how much you call it a screaming match online where I'm drunk at a bar. We're arguing about some bullshit because like I said, 18, ready to vote. I was excited, blah, blah, whatever. Because my family's mostly military on both sides, mm-hmm. even though one side's conservative, one side's more the, hey, do whatever the fuck you want. I'm not going to tell you shit. More libertarian type. I don't give two shit. I lean one way, just from my upbringing. Mm-hmm. 18, ready to vote, voted R all the way down the ticket, whatever. As I started getting older and working and doing my own things, living on my own, I started leaning more towards the middle, like we're all supposed to do, like this moderate, normal thing in life. And we got into arguing matches where <laughs> we would be screaming at each other on social media, whatever, Facebook, him, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I was wasted. Like, I was at the bar just <laughs> responding to you. <laughs> and like now... You see how we all sit down and we talk and whatever and calls himself a flaming liberal on here or whatever else. We all just, we can have conversations constantly like this. And that's how it works with people all around this country on a daily basis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could have been extreme, whatever. And now you're just floating. Now you're getting along with everybody in the middle, left or right, doesn't matter. And it's like, it's fantastic. One of, one of my but, big problems is 
Yeah, this this idea of offending somebody, yeah. right? If I was to he offended me, call well, me right wing. If I looked at you and I go, "Oh my god, <laughs> that that hat," I find that hat very offensive because it says common sense character in conversation. Yeah, that's don't really offensive. care what it right, says, but exactly. So what? It, but what am I saying? I, right. I have made. I've just made a conscious yeah. decision. You made up your mind, yeah. That that offended me, yep. right? So, but to say that you're an offensive person, right? I, I feel is wrong. Because that wasn't your choice. You right. didn't make the choice to offend me. I made the choice that your actions, offended, that I was yeah. going to be offended by your yeah. actions. And there's memes made the about fuck that, over too, it, people. that says, like, I can't believe your parents raised a pussy or something like yeah. that. Because if you're offended by a hat, then, okay, you can be offended but it's, by a hat. But it's their like, choice. And they have the choice to yeah. be offended. That's fine. But they, well, sure. can't, they yeah. can't push their bullshit on right, me. Right, but your choices should sure, affect you how I live my life. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yep. As much as you have the, the right to... <laughs> To make that choice to be offended, I have just as much right, right. to do things yeah. without the intent of offending you. Yep. Yep. So when I hear people say that, where they're like, well, I don't want to offend someone, I'm like, fuck that, because I don't, I hate that word. Yeah. I can't stand the over. Well, the thing is, you're allowed to side. offend somebody if they're not a part of the marginalized right. community. Those That's called punching down. You can't punch down. You can say, that's why you're allowed to basically say that Elon Musk is anything you want to basically call him. He's, can, the, he's the Messiah. He's it. amazing. He's and no one's, gonna, no one's going to come at you because... Right. because <laughs> but, but what exactly is the marginalized category anymore? That, that's like, the thing. Is It's, it's whoever so it's, it's, it's whatever narcissist wants to make themselves part of it at that any particular time. I'm left-handed. That's minority. I'm a handicap no, 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 because sir. of what's wrong with my body. You I are wrong-handed. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I mean, no. Yeah, like, <laughs> being, and also, like, I mean, if, if I'm, you're, if you're a short guy, yeah. like, you can't say there is like there are statistics that say you know as far as like getting jobs and the you right. know what your the, the the salary of a man who's you know five six and under compared to the salary mm-hmm. of a man who's six foot tall and up. If you look at the difference in their salaries, there's a very marketable, bigger than any gender gap, bigger than any racial gap. Well, maybe not bigger than a racial gap. I don't know, but you've got a substantial thing. But nobody cares because it's like ah, it's. You know, it's they they we it's just been accepted right. that you can't bitch about your height. It's just one of those things you can't. You can bitch about being fat. You can you can you can say that you were marginalized and you're offend you're in your you're being uh you know punched down on because you're fat. But nobody gives a shit if you're you know you can't say shit about being short. It's just not one of those things. You can't say you can't talk about being poor if you're white. You can't. Nobody wants to care. Nobody cares about your hardships if you're white. Nobody. I mean, and I'm not saying that anybody should really. I don't care a huge deal about. And I think I've said this before. You're never going to catch me as an advocate for any group. Okay, I advocate for people, and I only advocate for people that I know because it's like how how else am I going to justifiably advocate for a group of people and say like for example like like the trans movement. I can't advocate for that for that group of people. I don't know those people in there. I can assume that we probably have a lot of different ethical and moral differences, but I'm not going to advocate or so I I have a there I have a transgender person that works for me. I very much enjoy that person. I much I very much think that person is a good employee and is a good worker and I enjoy having them work for me. So I can advocate for that person, but I'm not going to I'm not going to plant a flag and say you know, justice for all trans people. The fact is, most trans people, like most everybody else, is a piece of shit. So why would I advocate for them? I mean, it's in my mind, it's like, okay, obviously, if they're going to put you on train carts and start shipping you out to camps, okay, I guess, you know, but in my mind, they're going to, they're telling me that trans people are literally being killed with, with discussion and dialogue, and that's killing people. And it's like, 
I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. I'm not saying that there aren't trans people that have committed suicide because of, you know, what's going on in their head and what they've heard about themselves. But there are plenty of... Suicide is a human condition. It's not specially... It's not it's not reserved for poor people or for trans people or for black people or for it's not it's not it, you don't get to monopolize yeah. hardship and and mental distress because of how you identify you can say you're not going to advocate yeah. for this group while also saying yeah maybe that's happened obviously if i see an inju- if i see a, an injustice yeah. something that i consider an injustice and people might say well that's your problem right there is what you see as justice and injustice isn't the real world it's like what do you want me to do people I just got one brain in here. Like <laughs> I, I can't think for all of you. Okay, all I can say is that you can think how you think, and I think how I think. And the way I think is, I am not going to ever advocate for any group of people. I will never plant my flag on the evangelical hill because I don't stand with a lot of those people, and I will certainly never do it with any type of other community, whether it be the black community, the uh, gay community evangelical community i'm not planting my flag on any group of people i advocate for people individuals that i know that i can make a judgment on and i will advocate for them i can especially that i get that i just advocate for freedom sure. i will advocate how dare you for the freedom to use <laughs> for you to say whatever you want for you to be whatever sex you want for the freedom for you to do whatever the hell you want. I like how you picked the big balded beard guy <laughs> to say that one. <laughs> I, be whatever. I, I now identify as unicorn. Guy whatever there. sex you want to be, a beautiful <laughs> I mean, balded man. You know what's what's crazy now is even ever since this Musk thing blew up, people are associating. There's even been an article written about it. I want to say it was either in the Post or the Times where um, free speech they use in quotations. The free speech argument is now. Basically, another tool of white supremacy. Who would have thought, who would have guessed they would have tied this back in to white supremacy? Um, I think, I feel like sometimes when these people's toilets get clogged up, they're going to blame it on white supremacy. <laughs> like it's Comes Andrew with the comedy. Like, there we go. <laughs> the, this whole, the, the whole, the, 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 the the, the problem is, and this is another thing that, that dictates based on what's accepted as truth and what's not, is these people's definitions of white supremacy have have, have gotten so bleeding-edged to where it's like all of a sudden, it's like you can't – when you say that you're against white supremacy, you're, you're – you're speaking in such a broad term that it has lost completely all meaning. That's the problem is like they've, they've used it so broadly yeah. that they actually missed the point where there actually is yeah, there white is, supremacy. There, there is, is problems with that. There is people that are, but, are white supremacists. Yeah, but what they're calling out is just bullshit. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going like, to say come this. On, if you're in, and if you are in that minority, you are being you, – you probably are an outcast of general society. And you probably don't care either because, like I said, you're with your group. Basically, and what you know, whatever that is, the KKK, the neo Nazis, whatever it is, you know, you're a part of that, and you're comfortable with it, and that's those are your people. Like the you're talking, people want to say, you know, as far as even things going so far as to advocate for free speech, that's now a white supremacist and a patriarchal view. It's like so basically, all, what you're doing is you're you're using the playbook of literally every single thing I don't like, everything I don't disagree with, anything that gives me any type of you know social or mental turmoil i'm just going to label it and say it as truth and the it's just so widely accepted that um you can you're literally watching it happen to elon musk right now in real time he's the dude is 
is he's not white, first of all. I mean, I know he's South African, but you know, he's not he's not he, he he's not the uh who, who you're making him out to be, like just factually. Like and they're gonna use like the fact that he that his dad owned a diamond mine and stuff like that's like you, you can't discredit you're gonna discredit the character of a man based on that stuff. It's like why don't you just admit that you don't like that he has a lot of money, okay? You're jealous. Just just admit that you don't like mm-hmm. it. And I, look, I'll be the first to admit, and one of the reasons I like Elon is because I'm a huge troll. Or like, I feel like <laughs> he, I, yeah. And the dude is. Like, he, I feel like that's, like that's how I would act if I had a, enough money to literally do whatever I wanted and to buy whatever I wanted, I would probably act the same way. And does that make me petty? I guess. Doesn't make, <laughs> doesn't make me like it any less. Doesn't change my opinion. Um, you know, it's like... Uh, and and that's they need a monolith of something to hate. They need it. It was Trump for a long time. Trump's kind of he's run out of gas right now. It's kind of like you know there are very there's a, there is that minority of right wingers that still take him very seriously, but it's like for the most part everybody's moved on, and so now they need somebody else. They need another mon. And the right's guilty of the same thing. They did the same thing to Fauci for you know. And they they there has to be an icon that we can place all of our anger and hatred towards because. Nobody wants to confront the fact that they're the hatred that they're the hateful person. It's always the other side that's hateful. It's always we just want love. We just want peace. We're just trying to, you know, we're just trying to. Yeah, well, they hate everyone. And that's, else. And that's the thing. It's like literally. Yeah, you say that, and yet you have so much just transparent hatred in your heart. It's like just get over yourself. And I think if there is one difference between right wingers and left wingers, is right wingers, for better or worse, they indulge in it sometimes in in like the their character flaws. Like Musk, he knows he's a troll. He's indulging in it. Left wingers, they don't think they have any. They don't. There, they, there is no. There is nothing. They're not doing anything wrong. They're like, well, how can you be against free healthcare? How can you be against equity and equality and diversity? It's like, once again, just like the, just like the people, just like saying that we're against truth. It's like, no, no one's against any of that stuff. We're against the people telling us what that means and what type and what the rules are. That's what we're against. Is all you people telling us the rules of what's acceptable and what's not? That's what the problem is. But, Nobody's anti-diversity. I mean, yeah, you've got a few nutcases that are, but like, no, it's not that. It's don't tell us how to be diverse. Don't set the playbook and the rule book and then shun everyone who doesn't follow it. And we're circling That's the back problem. around to what we were talking about earlier. It's like that may I can I thing. I don't need someone to tell me permission of what I'm allowed to do. I can and I know I can. I will go do certain things. Not shoot someone, not rape someone, whatever else, all these stupid things like you you can do, but you probably shouldn't. But like I don't need to ask someone's fucking permission for me to go do it. I know what I can and I can't do. Like I don't need to be told. Like you said before, like maybe with the pandemic or whatever else with the government where we need daddy to spank our butt, <clears throat> you know, we need a little bit of control every once in a while. Like I I don't, honestly. I there's certain things we have to because of the laws and the rules in our country, but most people that have a moral good judgment, that know their convictions or whatnot, aren't going to do all the stupid shit that need to be told like the idiots. Hey, you're not allowed to have a gun because you're a fucking yeah. criminal and you can't stop doing all this dumb shit. Like, I don't need to be told I, I, Yeah, that. like I said, there are times and places for regulation. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about the quality of your meat, the quality of your gasoline, the quality of the manufacturing of your airplane that you're about to fly on. Those are, that's, that's regulation of goods. But when they're, they're starting to regulate social thought, you know, speech, thought, that's, if you don't see like the difference there, then like you're you're not 
we're just living in different worlds, basically. See, I feel the, the regulation creates a bit of a problem in a way. Um, sure. You know, when you pick any industry yeah. that thrives in North America, any different industry, and look what happens. Once the regulators, the government regulators come in and they start setting regulations, sure. those regulations in most cases are what allow these companies sure. to be able to hide things from you, like the ingredients and the shit mm-hmm. like that. No doubt. No I doubt. Mean, it was crazy. I just watched some docu series on HBO Max, all about the like beauty, skincare, nail care industry, and they were talking about how the vast majority of the chemicals that are used within that industry are extremely toxic sure. to humans. Not only that they're toxic, but we know just how toxic they are because we've created laws that ban those chemicals from being used in most other industries within North America. But essentially, the beauty industry has somehow kind of slid under the rug yeah. and been able to pay enough lobbyists to keep those bands from you know floating over into sure. the that industry so because of these regulations they are able to get away mm-hmm. with doing that kind of shit you know they're able to yeah. create a regulation that says well you have to list ingredients right okay well fragrance can be listed as an ingredient that's part of the regulation and what that covers is any proprietary chemical that you want to use, right? Okay, well, I know that this chemical is toxic. <clears throat> Let me just list this as this is part of the fragrance, right? It falls under one of the things under that proprietary fragrance, even though it's extremely toxic to you and would likely kill you in enough if you have enough exposure. We now get away with doing that because of the regulations. Sounds like pharmaceuticals. Right. I think what we need is a little more education and transparency. Like, I don't care how your business is regulated. I want to know every single ingredient or item, every step in the process. Just tell me that. Educate me very well on all the shit that goes into that. And then let me make my choice. Right. Let me know what things are harmful and the harm they could cause. And then I get to weigh out that risk versus benefit factor and choose for myself whether or not I utilize that product or that service. Yeah, it's weird because, like, obviously what you're saying is is completely true. I mean, human hands, dirty, obviously dirty, dirty everything they touch. But it's weird just reflecting on how adjusted I am to society, just like, you know, they want me to be to where I don't question that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I do if I get, If I go to a fast food place and I order something, I don't give a second thought because in my in the back of my mind, I think yeah, it's 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 right, it's taken care of. You know, I, there's they, right. they, they got there's regulations that made sure this was safe. Yeah, for the me. health department yeah. is in there once every <laughs> six months, so it must be clean in there. You know, I just assume all this stuff because mm-hmm. I'm so trained to trust the you know the people that are making sure everything's nice yeah. and safe for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I, I you know I've got two teenage daughters, and um, when I do get to spend time you know, when they're down visiting and stuff, I. Uh, I've been harping on them a lot about, you know, what I feel the difference between a individual, a, uh, a self-sufficient human being and basically an individual is, you know, somebody who's individual, in my opinion, will push other people away because they want to maintain that individual individuality, even though it's detrimental to them, right? A self-sufficient person is somebody who can self-sustain, right? They're, They've got the the ability to manage on their own, but they're also they also have the intelligence or the wisdom to know what their limits are and to know how to engage with other human beings when they do need help in gathering those resources for survival. Right? Um, 
man, my mind just went blank and I completely lost where I was going with that. <laughs> wah, wah, <Yeah>. wah. <laughs> We've all been there. I would not be the first person on this to do yeah, that. Like I, especially I, on this show and especially yeah. with alcohol. Well, and for them, my, my big thing is I, I, I don't want them to be – individuals become reliant. They become reliant on other individuals to provide things that they can't get themselves. Whereas, in my opinion, a self-sufficient human being – is able to provide for themselves and then can go to under other individuals when they need help, right? They won't just push people away because, no, I'm self-sufficient. I can do it myself. Whereas I feel like individuals You know when to ask for help and do not that. to. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a healthier member of society. I yeah. Think. Mm-hmm. If we could all just simply do that, you know, we all live our own lives, do what we want to do. Um, but that would require people <laughs> to strive for better things and to work on themselves. And, and be actually, open-minded. Yeah, strive yeah. to actually be a better person and not just yeah. let other people take care of them, yeah, which it, is what it, they it, want. It requires the same you to reason be honest why with yourself. They want <laughs> politicians to fix their problems yep. instead of for them to fixing their own problems in their own communities. Yeah, they, That's oh, what yeah. they want. It's so much easier if... if if I could put the responsibility on a politician, I get to put the blame on the politician, right? So that way when my, when my life's fucked up, I don't have to look in the mirror and I don't have to be honest and I don't have to admit, shit, this is because of my personal choices. Yeah. That's right. like I can most, I can look at the TV and go that motherfucker is the one that, that screwed me bitch, over. Yeah. This is all his goddamn fault, right? I didn't get a good job because of him. I feel um, like the most successful yeah. ones are the ones that looked in the mirror and went, "Yep, let's go." It's time to fix this shit. I mean, I, I by no means would I think I'm a great human being. No. But I, I try to, as I've gotten older, I try more and more these days to be more self-aware and self-conscious yeah. of the you know decisions flaws, that I'm making. You know what you need to fix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just be more honest with myself. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. How dare you? Yeah. Be like, <laughs> like you, you fucking retard. You made yeah, a stupid choice today. But at yeah. the same time, you know what? We all make stupid choices yeah. throughout our lives. Yep. Um, <laughs> you, are you going to change it or not? I mean, right. it's... It's a simple, nice and easy yeah. thing. It sounds it's very big, cliche, but it's been said over and over for a reason. Yeah. Nobody wants to look in the fucking mirror and have to say, you are a liar. Yeah. You are dishonest that's, with yourself. Yeah. That's funny because I've told <laughs> my oldest son that too. I was like, I think I said the most important skill that you're ever going to develop ultimately is going to be how self-aware you can become. Mm-hmm. If you can call, if you can become trained to call yourself out on your own you know that's so hard where though yeah where you, but i've said you i said that's it's going to be the hardest thing you ever do but i, I said it's i that's one of the few things as i've gotten older that i've noticed is i've become more and more and more progressively self aware of of the bullshit the lies that i tell myself in my head things that i know that aren't true um hypocrisies that i have and stuff like that like mm-hmm. i'm not telling you you, got, you don't have to make a big list and say i'm going to fix all this stuff right away it's like you've got but if you can recognize it um, it's just, it's such a, I don't know. I, I feel like it would, inco- it would the, the, just the, the overall benefit to society. If people became just more self-aware of their own lack of understanding on things mm-hmm. and stuff like that, it's, it's, yeah, you got this huge push so these days for like mindfulness meditation, sure. right? Self-reflection or, you know, even in the, the corporate world, I used to hear it all the time, you know? The end of the day, it's it's you know successful CEOs. They go home and they reflect on the decisions that they made throughout the day. Well, they that's just, that's they all. Go home and drink a bunch of yell I mean, wives. It's all that's all <laughs> great and shit. But what good is it if you're not again if you're not going to be honest when you do that reflection and you're not going to make a change? Yeah, See, I, think, I can go home every day and, and look back and be like, yep, that was a stupid yeah. choice. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. I think that's why it's important to have good quality friends around you that won't bullshit you yeah. and will tell you what's really up instead of like you yep. see a lot of these like uh athletes or um um uh 
fucking movie stars or whatever. They have like their entourage around them and they're a bunch of yes people. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're just telling them exactly what they want to hear to keep them going because they realize, hey, like I got to hitch my wagon to this person's truck because they're the one driving the train here. So it's like, holy shit, like if, if I don't go along with things, I'm not going to have a job. I'll so they just kind of let them go. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but it's like, but nobody's going to call them on their bullshit. Like, hey, mm-hmm. like that's fucking stupid. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Yeah. But nobody's going to do that. So I think, I think that's why it's important to have good people around you because it's so difficult to do. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's so the difficult. same thing like we talked about with politics mm-hmm. that even the people that are might be like you were saying where they say one thing to their friends when they're off mic or whatever else or off the TV yeah. or whatnot. They may be on the local level the greatest person ever that ran for county commissioner or whatever else a councilman something they get to a certain level then it's like boom you are changed to that deer that are and if you don't follow the party lines then guess what you're out. Yeah. So you believe yeah. this. Yeah. But You're you are willing yeah. to sacrifice your belief yeah. because of a a potential threat oh, to your job. What right? do we see a lot? You with- might lose your current source of income. Yeah, that's a are huge you telling thing me that nowadays. you really you're a fucking doctor that works for the U.S. government and you don't believe in yourself that you have enough credentials to go out the very next day after being fired and find another good quality source of income? So celebrity makes like, people fake is basically <laughs> what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that, but not everybody. But it makes actors, a lot of people yes. fake. Politicians, <laughs> you know, I, athletes. Yeah, about a, about uh, I think it was a year and a half or two years ago. When again, when my daughters were visiting me, and I I knew the moment I started the conversation, I know that someday I'm going to regret having this conversation <laughs> with them. And I told them that um, because we were talking about like education. You know, they're both in high school. They'll be going to college in a few years. Um, and at the time, I was really stuck on this this idea because I'd listened. Uh, probably a podcast or a documentary or something. They, they were talking about the education, current education in America and how the system works. And when I explained to them, I said, you realize yeah. that you're your teacher, right? Your math teacher. Um, or we'll, we'll say your science teacher, for example, right? Then you're learning biology in ninth grade science class. You realize that that teacher has no background in biology. They do not have a <laughs> biology degree. They are not a scientist of any sort. They have a degree in teaching. How to? They're masters. How to? Yeah, they have a degree that where they learned how to get other humans to easily memorize things. That's what they have a degree in. They didn't actually go out themselves and through their own real world experiences come to these conclusions that they are currently telling you are fact. No, it was another educator who went to school, went to college, graduated came back into college as an administrator to help get their doctorate paid for, right? And then started teaching that told them that this was the truth. And now they went through that same process and they're just simply telling you that this is the truth of the world, right? So don't be afraid to question people. Ask why. Why is that the truth, right? How do you know that? I said, I don't care if it's even me someday. I said, I know. I might get frustrated or mad at you, but just remind me. Be like, Dad, remember this conversation we had <laughs> the one time? Up, <laughs> like, just realize that just because that person has this credential of being a teacher or a professor, right, and is telling you that this is what the facts of the life, right, the facts of the world or of life, doesn't mean that they are right or that they actually know that. You know, the only person who can truly tell whether something is a truth or a fact, uh, in my opinion, is the one that actually learned that through experience, right? They came to that conclusion because of the things that they did or experienced themselves. 
I mean, I could tell you all day long the sky is blue. If you never go outside, you don't know for sure, but you'll probably believe me, right? Or I could tell you all day long that it's green. But if you've never been outside, you're going to most likely believe that, right? You've never seen the sky yourself. I'm telling you, hey, look, man, sky's green, okay? That's just how it is. That's, that's If you say so. Yeah. It's funny right. because I, I remember having that But then we, we just, you're, hey, remember that and regurgitate it if you're ever asked. What what color is the sky? Pink. Oh, shit. No, it's green. Remember. God damn it. That's what you learned in school, damn. right? You Family didn't actually. <laughs> but then you go outside and through your own actual real world experiences, you look up with your own two eyeballs and you realize, oh, shit, that thing's blue. Hmm. So don't don't trust, not that you should distrust educators, but. Don't be afraid to question what they say. Was the the whole point that I was trying to get across to to my children? It's a good, it's <laughs> yeah. a good point. I, yeah. I just real quick, I remember telling my son that I, I remember it was like when he after he graduated, and I was like, okay, I said, I know you, you've been told your entire life so to this point to respect your elders, and you know to you, it's just you you become trained to you know through through school and everything like that to accept things that people that are older than you say as the way it is. I said, I'm going to give you a secret. I said, most of the adults you're going to meet in your life going forward are just grown up dumb kids. Yep. Like they, so <laughs> I said, don't ever discredit. If you have something, if something doesn't click in your brain, if you sense that somebody's full of shit, I said, don't get fooled by their position or anything. Just there. Nobody is above being being an idiot. Dude, I told my daughter that said, in junior high. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it kind of exactly like you said. He said, mm-hmm. you Become sufficient on your own knowledge and your own instincts when it comes to, you know, finding out truth and, um, you know, who's to be. I said, just because I said, respect your elders is bullshit. I said, there, people are going to, now that you're an adult now, I said, people have to earn your respect. I said, obviously, you show a, a manner of decorum to everybody, obviously, but it's like, don't ever give anybody the benefit of the doubt because they might seem or you think they're smarter than you or everyone else thinks they're smarter. Yeah, especially in the so, modern schooling system yeah, so, because they've got no life experience. All they've ever done yeah. is go to school. They don't, they don't, again, like they don't, they're not experts in anything. Like, yeah. They've just gone to school to learn how to teach young people and they just again, par- and they to just memorize par- bullshit yeah. and then just regurgitate. They're not thinking. They're not learning. It's, it's not education anymore. When it's we just say, schooling. When we say education, I feel like Matt's eyes and ears light up I every get, time. I get really <laughs> pissy about that. He knows, yeah. I get really pissy oh, about it, that. Yeah. I, there's, there's something I want to uh, circle back to. Do you have a closing yeah. thought here? No, no, no. I was just, that, that's For me, that's kind of a sense. Just because of the fact that I've got children in high yeah, school, too. You, you and know, I have had these the conversations as well. It's, it's <laughs> not education anymore. It's yeah. just schooling. More indoctrination yeah, They need anything. to fucking learn to think for themselves. Mm-hmm. I want to come back to something, Andrew, you'd said earlier about what, what was it? Like uh, the diversity, the equity... Uh, there's another E word. Equality. Equality. Uh, equality. I don't think it's equality. It's inclusion. It might, might, might be inclusion. That's high. But it's like the, that seems to be like a huge thing that's going around now in society and the workplace and all these sorts of things. It's like I see that as being very harmful. I don't see that as being a good thing. Mm-hmm. Can someone please explain to me why these people are pushing it so much so, or why they think it's a good thing? I mean, thing? Here's, the th- here's the issue, the big problem with the issue is, like I said before, on the surface level, no reasonably minded person has an issue with any of those things, okay? As far as um, uh, uh, equal opportunities to succeed. No one's going to say, hey, I deserve to succeed more than another person. Nobody with a, with a sound mind is going to say that. So that's not the issue. The issue is, like I said before, it's 
the it's the people making the rule books and people telling you how you have to be diverse. Yeah, or, but I, I see that as being very dangerous for society. It's, I mean, it's people yeah, in it's people in authority authority Jesus authority positions. Period. Teachers, people making the rules. I belong to leadership. Trust me. Even in leadership, you see certain things. The people that are the higher ups that are making decisions on stuff. If they have a certain view on something, things have to be a certain way. Like the inclusion, the diversity, whatever. Like when you have conversations sitting at a table or whatever, and it's like, well, we wanted to make sure we had women and we wanted to make sure we had this person, this person. Like, why isn't it just whoever wanted to sign up for the class? Yeah, like why, why, why do we have why to break have it to, down to these groups? Why, why can't we, we just invite yeah. people Listen, along? I, I had yeah. my, my son, he's a sophomore in Akron right now, and he's taking a class right now. Akron University. He's basically taking a class, yeah, on that on that subject, which is always a class that I've kind of been looking for him to take because I've always been interested in his professor. <laughs> and everything lives up to the hype. Like the professor has, you know, wears her patriarchy shirts and her white power shirts and all that stuff. So she has a complete agenda. So but she's I, a... But skinhead? I've, I've told my no, not not <laughs> white my, power. But, what the fuck? No, I mean like and like anti-white. Oh, stuff. oh, yeah, oh yeah. okay. That's, I guess I should be clear there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to clarify. That. Big Nazi. We got a big Nazi thing going on <laughs> right now. Um, but uh, so he brings home this book, and the book on the front of it is titled "Race." That's the name of the book. Not in basically. Who, who wrote this? Underneath book? it is not is, is something like not as different as you think, or why we're a lot le- like why we're more of the same than you think, or something like that. Oh, because we're human. And so I I get into this book. I I just dive into this book. Yeah. I, I, I got to see what this is. It's nothing. It's so contrary to the title of the book. The entire book is all of the ways everybody but white people are being shit on, and it's like okay, I'm thinking purely on a personal standpoint. Do I want my son to understand that, yes, there is inequality, that, yes, to a certain extent, he was born into a life of privilege because he had parents with jobs and he had running water. Is it a good community? He went to good schools? So it's like, yeah, like, do I I expect him to understand, you know, his place in society and how other people, you know, that there is most definitely a hierarchy system in society. There is a class system in society and he falls somewhere in it. Of course, I want him to understand that stuff, but it's like, do I, do I think the best way of going about that is to tell him all the ways that his grandfather's grandfathers and great grandfathers fucked it up, and how basically now it's his job to atone for all that in the in the workplace moving forward? It's if to me, I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily think that's the way to. That's the way to do it. The way it's being pushed now, it's almost like, and you can see it, I'm not going to say cancel culture because it's whatever you want, but there's no denial that if you don't play by the rules, if you don't say the right thing, if you're not in the right club, then very you're going to get excluded, basically. So, you know, it's like you have to do be... Do you care or not care? You, yeah, mean, that's the thing is you have to balance yeah. what what it's worth to you. You know, what type of interest... Obviously, like if I wanted to get into the tech field or if my son wanted to get into the tech field and he wants to move out to Silicon Valley, I'm going to say, okay, are you? what are your convictions? What are your beliefs? And are they going to be able to stand up to possibly, you know, an entire culture of things that to you you don't necessarily agree with, or maybe you're just new to, and you're trying to figure things out. How careful do you need to be not to say the wrong things? Yeah, the right and also, do you want to live in a state where you've got no rights and no freedoms yeah. to do anything? And it's like, so you want to like, you have to maintain yourself. You have to maintain your your own persona. And at the same time, 
You have to be able to understand how to coexist to extract what you need from society. And that being a career, financial stability, you need to be smart enough to be able to extract that without succumbing to it. You know, and obviously you're going to discover, you know, you're going to you're going to build your own set of, you know, your own foundation of, of, of ethics and, and truth and stuff like that. And I said, I'm I, you know, I wouldn't expect for us to agree on everything 10 years from now, five years from now. Yeah, because he should grow into his own person, yeah. his own thoughts. And I said, and I, I don't. Yeah, I said, you're not your job is not to in any way parrot what we talk about. I said, you know, we talk about stuff and, um, you know, I'll tell you how I'm feeling about things. But it's like uh I, I just I just think we're doing a disservice when you you're going to do do you're going to vilify people sometimes kids you know that's what the big CRT debate is about is how young do you want to start vilifying the CRT these kids? critical, race, critical theory. race theory yeah like how 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 young is too young to start telling kids white kids essentially that there are pieces that they're, that they're, they're the problem with their society because they're white and it's their they job. need to make up for it's what their the time to atone been, for yes. it's like. Like, look, like, we've each only got one go around on this earth. Like, why are you going to tell somebody to live it in guilt? It's like, I understand there's a responsibility as a society to what a rising tide raises all boats. So it's like, it's in best interest of society as a whole and civilization to educate everybody from the ground up and provide opportunity to everybody. I, 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 that's the only way I think a society moves forward um i think we failed to that to this point which is why our what our our education testing scores are so low our schooling attendance rates are so low people are leaving the public school system at a record rate it's like as they should be because it's bullshit that's the thing is people are finally starting to wake up you know it's almost like our own version of wokeness we're waking up to um the uh um the thought that hey i don't need these I don't need to listen to these people anymore. We can start to do things our way, whether it's homeschooling, private schools, you know, or going ape shit at board meetings or whatever. It's like, we don't have to do it your way anymore. Your way is not showing any fruit. And that's tends to be the things with anything that has the government's hand in it. Public school system, first and foremost, it's run like shit. It's run like if it were any other business in the world, it would be out of business. Um, but, so yeah, as far as like the 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 you know that that teaching, I I do think that there is a place for it, to for a mind that can comprehend it and that can that can break it down and 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 understand the foundations of of, of what it's saying. Yeah, but that's not what but, the education system's trying to do. So that's like, that's what I'm saying. Like I I think the way it's being done right now is counterproductive. All it's doing is splitting people into teams. You're just all it's just it's incredibly divisive. You know, and yeah, you've got a couple. Yeah, you've got your, your your white kids that are that are so indoctrinated in their own white guilt right now that they that they will happily lap it up in their in the in the name of being virtuous. And that's how that it's all narcissism at play. Yeah, only if they're it's, raised it's, by well, single white. So mothers, I think but. Matt and I had this discussion a little bit before, where um, I feel like the government has our government's done a very good job through the use of media and stuff over the past several decades of promoting this idea that being a strong individual is a very good thing. Um, and the reason I say that is because an, an individual human is much easier to control than a group of like-minded humans, right? If I'm, if I am the government and I walk down here right now and you, the three of you are all, you know, 
a cohesive, right? You, you agree, you're all like-minded. It's going to be a lot harder for me, the government, to control all three of you. But if you're not friends, right? You're just your own individual people. Well, I can come down here and I, I got, I first, I get control of you, right? Cause you don't have anybody else to back you up or rely on. And then once I've got control of you, I can come get control of this other individual and then this other individual. Individuals are very easy to control, right? It's when people are able to come together and work as like-minded humans. That's when they get difficult to control. See, I, I'm actually, so I feel the, like the government kind of, they like the idea of us being individuals. That's just the but nature then, of things. Single out the weak well, one. Well, and well, yeah, but then yeah. as individuals, we, we, we start to realize that and we create these teams or That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I think I'll kind of like maybe say what you're saying, but almost almost from the opposite point of view, yeah. I feel like the government divides us into groups because as groups, we're so obsessed with fitting in and so obsessed with group think and the hive mind that I feel like when they do have us into groups, then it's easier to pit groups against each other. I feel like the person who isolates themselves from those groups, those people I feel are harder to control because they don't prescribe to a hive mind where whatever Donald Trump says is 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 is, is the king, you know, or whatever the left wing talking points are that's scripture. Basically. Um, I feel like by dividing us into those groups, they've almost said like, Hey, you want to belong? Like you want to have people affirm yourself? Well, then you better like think like the rest of your group thinks or else, you know, yeah, you're, how, you're how gonna, dare you think for yourself outcast. and be your own individual yeah, person. Yeah. And that's Don't. what's happening to a lot of like comedians in the past who would have been considered left wing progressives. They're now being cast as alt writers because they they refuse to give in to like the you know that fringe ten percent of the left who wants to call them you know bigots and 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 racists and all that stuff and because they don't apologize for their jokes and you got people calling you know um, or or transphobes like they did with Chappelle and stuff like that it's like you're inst- if you're not one hundred percent with us if you don't believe you're not going to completely prescribe to what we say then you're the enemy then we don't then you're all the you're on the you're on the shit list, basically, and that's that's so that's what I find so disgusting about the far left. I've got things that I find disgusting about the far right too. Yeah, they're just as bad. It, the, but the 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 far right, they don't give a really a fuck what you think. They'll show up to their clan rallies or whatever. They don't give a shit. They don't care if you what you're doing or throwing at them or yelling at them. They don't care. They're they're all you know. They're that they're that indoctrinated into what they believe. Left wingers, though, man, if you don't follow exactly what they're saying, you're gonna pay. You're going to pay the yeah, price. Yeah, but I think that becomes the problem. Is because again, like when you talk about these, like the, like the diversity, equity, like whatever inclusion or whatever the fuck they're talking about, it's like then I think that leads to bad things because it's like, I mean, what was it like in the, in the French Revolution? I, I I looked this up real quick and it was like what liberty, equality, and fraternity, and it's like well, like what did that lead to? It's like they were talking about how like like the the lower class isn't as good as the royal class and all this kind of stuff, and they wanted to. Make it more equal for everyone and all this kind of stuff. What did that lead to? Like the fucking guillotine, like murdering people because they didn't believe what you believed or because they were better off than you were. They worked harder. Or they were born into a rich family or whatever. And it's like if we keep going down this road of this bullshit, I think it's like that's what it's going to lead to. It's like you're literally going to start murdering people because, you know, they're more successful. Like Elon, because they got more money than you because they worked harder because they're smarter because they've started businesses because they've done whatever. It's like. I see that as being a very bad thing. Like as as a whole, I think we should absolutely be loving and accepting of everyone. Like I don't care of your race, creed, color, sexuality, whatever. I don't care. Like if you're a good person, I'll, I'll love you. If if you're a dirtbag, then I'll fucking stay away from you. Like 
Like, what what should I care? Why should I be forced to have to think a specific way? Like, why can't I make up my own mind? And not to mention, it's like I, I had to watch this like a uh, video for for work not too long ago that was about like a. Uh, the equity, diversity, and inclusion, and all this kind of stuff—the new buzzwords, training, huh? the yeah. buzzwords that are going yeah. around the office—and like, <laughs> and, and they showed like like two women like in a bathroom, and like like a trans person who walked in, like a male transitioning into a female, and like and the women were like, "Oh, this is weird. We need to get out of here." Well, granted, that's a wrong thing to say. Like, you probably shouldn't say that, but and I don't think most people would say that. I, I understand yeah. that, but it was just training or yeah, whatever. Sure. But the idea of it is like, okay, well. We should respect the other women's right to realize that, hey, maybe that it does make them uncomfortable. They can walk away. Yeah, maybe yeah. they should be able to leave it's because it, make, it makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. But but it's only like, no, you have to just be okay with like a, a, a male transitioning coming into your restroom. And it's like, maybe they don't want to do that. Like, we should respect their rights too. You know, it's like, but it's just, they only ever show the one side. It's like, you have to take everyone's thoughts and ideas into account here like you can't just only go one side yeah. or not like, like the that, girl like the girls that are getting the shit kicked out of them playing against you know trans guys oh and God, rugby that, and all that stuff it yeah. hurts my heart they're like these trans people are ruining women's sports dude if a it's trans like, if a trans woman or whatever ever knocked my woman out on the my, my daughter out on the field We'd be, we'd, be, we'd, be, we'd this, be going to we'd be throwing down like here's the thing like we've talked about this on the show before, get my ass kicked, and, okay. and i'll say it again like that person who's transitioning into a woman has every right to act like a woman, dress like a woman, be a woman. I don't care. You can do whatever the fuck you want to. You have the right to do that as a person, and I will love you. It's no problem. You do you. I'm all over this. But you have then given up your right to compete as as a female. Like You are a naturally born male. Like You do not have the right to compete as a woman. If you want to... Enter like a, a local club team or whatever and swim for fun or well, we're going swimming. Okay, we're, we're being real specific here. That, 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 that fucktard. God that, damn it, it pisses right. me off. So it's like if you if you want to swim locally and just have fun and be like in a beer league or whatever, that's Sorry. fine. But if you're going to collegiate sports or doing whatever and you're taking possible scholarships away from actual real women, mm-hmm. not not to mention like possible Olympic spots or whatever, it's like fuck you. Like that is just wrong. Well, how fucked up of an individual do you have to be to? You know, I, I could never imagine uh, going as a male and competing in a woman's competition and winning and even being at the, proud, even, even at the fair or that, something. Being like proud, that. the yeah. fact that he yeah. or she, you know, whatever they want to claim to be. Uh, again, they have the right to be whoever they want to and do whatever. Yep, but absolutely, you have given up the right. To be in competitive sports. You just have. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's just how it works. But it, it just blows my mind that that person can sit there and, like, they feel proud about themselves. Like, it's just horseshit. I came in as a genetic male, i.e., my testosterone levels are through the fucking roof compared to every other individual female here that I'm competing against. Not, and not yet, to I'm going to be proud about the fact that I was able to beat them. Not to mention, <laughs> if you look at the Olympic committee where they're all so woke they can't fucking see straight. It's like they they show like oh well you have to be on estrogen and cycles and this and that but if you look up the testosterone levels of what they're allowing like a, a male to female athlete transition it's like it's it's like twenty or thirty times higher than what the women are naturally yeah so yeah. it's like even if the women were on well, steroids they may not be as high as testosterone level, yeah. as you but you're allowed to do it because you're transitioning wasn't, it's like was horseshit wasn't there a I think she was a, a black female sprinter I believe. And she was a, a genetic female, but she had an abnormality that her, as a female, she created like a 
way more testosterone than the normal yeah. female body creates, I know and, and not through about. drugs or yeah, anything. Yeah. Like yeah. The, it was all natural. There are outliers, but they banned they banned her from competing because mm-hmm. simply because her body created more testosterone yeah. than the average female. Still, nowhere near the amount of testosterone that a genetic male's body will create. Yeah. Yet she was banned from competition. And then like all these this- other people who have male level testosterones are able to claim that, you know, identify as a female now and they can come in and compete. Well, all this wokeness like is going to lead to one thing and one thing only. And it's simple. It's like there's going to be one sports, you know, division now. Everyone competes in the same thing. Fuck you. But the, we don't care. <laughs> the way that we march and we have the ability to protest and do things in this country, how the fuck aren't there hundreds of thousands or millions of women out there marching? Because they can't, because it goes against the woke agenda, and then they'll get banned from everything. But I know 100,000 plus or millions of women don't give a fuck about that's, the woke agenda. That's the whole How, thing. Where the man, hell are you they? Can't, like, you, you can't, even, even that, that's the thing is, that's what's so, I want to I say incredible. They're not as polarizing. Yeah, that's what's incredible about the far left wing, is that even even with as small as they are. One or two things they, they do. Yeah, yeah they Everybody somehow knows about it. dominate yeah. Yeah. social discourse in the sense that, like, to the point where Disney had to come out and speak against this Florida bill, you know, and now they've cost themselves their tax exemptions. And it's like they did that to appease such a very small but incredibly vocal community that they didn't want the bad PR. And all, and they're willing to literally, like, shoot themselves in the face to not have to face that. It's it doesn't almost, surprise you? Yeah. I mean, I, I was told my whole life the squeaky, squeaky wheel gets the grease, yeah. right? That seems to be the case right now. It almost (laughs) proves what you were talking about earlier when we first started this, that like all the social medias are controlled by left-leaning, all the news controlled by left-leaning, all the whatever. Everything that everybody hears is controlled by. It's it's the same reason why all the companies had BLM all over everything during the protests. COVID shit, it's finally dying down now on Netflix or Hulu or whatever, finally, but I still see fucking billboards everywhere while I'm driving out to companies like mask up, whatever... Protect Pennsylvania, protect Wisconsin, protect whatever, like every, all over the fucking country. Well, the, the reason Who's for paying that, for these yeah, billboards? Uh, the, 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 <laughs> like, well, probably the pharmaceutical companies. Uh, yeah. Who are I making mean, gajillions yeah, of dollars. Yeah, I, mean, let, let's, I mean, anybody knows that, look, it's, is it, do you not think it's funny when the owner uh, or the CEO of a pharmaceutical company comes out and says, yeah, we think everyone's going to need another dose. I mean, that's just like, imagine if like Taco Bell came out and was like, yeah, I think uh, we're going to pretty much say that everyone's going to have to go buy a 10-pack of tacos today. Or things I mean, are, or let's things do this thing. <laughs> like, I feel like there's there's a point in the recent his, in our recent human history where we suddenly, instead of just labeling things, we suddenly started changing what the definition of something was. Oh, yeah. Like, I felt, as, as a kid, most things, whether it be you know white supremacy. Yeah. As a child, I felt like I, I fully understood yeah. exactly so American what the X. definition of white supremacy yeah. was. It was very easy to you know, spot somebody that was, quote unquote, a white supremacist. Whereas today, like I don't even know the fucking definition of white supremacist. I guarantee I you like. people would say we're white. If, if this show ever went mainstream, uh, people would percent. say we're yeah. white supremacists. Like, without there's, a doubt. There's well, a huge reason why I haven't wanted to put this show up on YouTube because I know it'll get pulled down and demonetized because I'm not in with the woke agenda. Because they're going to listen to this and be like, well, if, if someone listens to it, they'll be like, oh, this fucking jackass. Or, or like, well, instantly you'll get, like, just demonetized yeah. problems. Well, this would and, never well, be you'll, demonetized. You'll get banned for a perfect uh, example is the CDC two months ago. Um, you know, they had on their website, you had the definition of a vaccine. Oh, yeah. It's different today. Yeah. What yeah. is a vaccinated? What, what so qualifies? So their, their definition of what a vaccine was used to be mm-hmm. that 
it stops prevents or prevents transmission yeah. of the virus. Now it's just now a- <laughs> they changed it. it. It's more of basically that they changed it to the same definition like as an, an inoculation, like an added protection. Yeah. What's what's the old saying? Like you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still fucking pig. It's like you can right. call it whatever you fucking want to. Like we all fucking know yeah. it's not a goddamn vaccine. I, I got to be honest. Like you know when I had you know when I had COVID <laughs> and I had it for like three weeks and I was you the, you were I was on death's doorstep. Except for you probably lost all that weight and that was probably a good thing. Yeah, I mean <laughs> fix that problem. <laughs> um, and then uh, um, I think you. I mean I was talking to you afterwards and I was like. Dude, I'm I'm getting this vaccine. I'm, yeah, I'm getting it. Like, I don't, and I'm, I'm, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, like, why you got I'm, antibodies? I'm you never going. Like, th- I said you're good, bro. Well, I said I'm never going through that again. I don't care. I said I'll. What did I say? I think I said you can shoot the vaccine on some chicken wings and I'll eat it. I said however you want to give it to me, <laughs> give it to me. Turns out I never got it, and it's like now I'm starting to see like you know all these people with four doses like in the White House, like Kamala Harris, like getting COVID. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm. I think I'm, you know, I might have made the right call here. Like, your natural immunity like, is so much I said, stronger. I said, I said, so like, much I feel like stronger. I, yeah, like I got out of this. Hasn't that been told to us about the flu and everything else since I was a fucking kid? Though that's what I'm well, questioning. Why? I've heard that my this, whole life. This is the flu. It's just a bad yeah. strain of the. But flu. that's there's, what I mean. I've heard that my entire fucking life there, until two years but ago. But there's a reason there's not a vaccine for the fucking cold because it's a fucking virus and it changes. It yeah. changed two years ago. The, uh, <laughs> there's a I've website heard. called the Cana- it's Canadian COVID Care oh. Alliance. Uh, can we trust those communists? Org. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, it's over, I think, so I went to their website just to check it out because I'd heard about it um, from some other podcasts, and yeah, it's... Doing it's, research? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. <laughs> right. Yeah, good job. Yeah, right. <laughs> no. It's- so, I went went to check out their website. You know, the big claim right on their, their homepage is this is a, an organization or a group of over 250 licensed doctors, scientists, and medical oh, professionals, yeah, yeah. and that all we have done is we have simply reviewed Pfizer's own data that has been published and, and is out there for the public Because I'm view. sure they wouldn't lie about that. Yeah. And, um, oh, my God, it's crazy because it's, it's insane the shit that they are able to show you from Pfizer's own data that they collected themselves and turned into the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. Um, since the, the release of their vaccine, like something like uh, neurological disorders have gone up uh, worldwide over 300%. Um, there's new forms of cancer that are all of a sudden re-sprouting. Um, there's all these uh, viral diseases that can lay dormant in the human body, such as uh, the herpes virus, um, shingles virus, that people, after they're getting the vaccines, are all of a sudden, these, these viruses are flaring up. And what Pfizer's own data shows is that every time you get another what shot, there. what it does is, yes, that, that shot works to boost your T-cell immunity against the COVID virus sure it but apparently somehow in that process of it doing that it destroys your t-cell immunity that your body has built up over your lifetime against these other viruses and it's the t-cell immunity that is able to keep those other viruses suppressed and they kind of they basically are able to show like this is why there's so many just since the the vaccines came out or started being used, why there have been so many weird medical issues that people are going yeah, to Yeah, everyone's having different ones, yeah. Right, and why there's so many different ones, because there are so many different viruses out there that, you know, the human immune system, if it's healthy enough, can keep dormant and keep suppressed, even though the virus remains in the body. But when you destroy that, that built-up immunity against those ones, guess what? They come back. 
It's, it's, I mean, not, not to be an asshole, but when you say T cells, all I can think of is Resident Evil. Right. Resident Evil. The exactly. T virus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, God thing, damn it. What really, We're so close. What really struck me the most about the whole thing is, and I'm not, a, I'm not somebody that's against the, the so-called vaccines or, or inoculations. I'm not against them. There are absolutely people out there that need to be getting these you things. Mean, you mean real vaccines? Yeah. Yeah. Or even the COVID ones. Um, you know, I'd say most people over 70 should probably go ahead and get it right. The, the cost or the risk benefit factor sways enough mm-hmm. towards benefit for that group of humans that they should probably get it. But they, on this website though, they say like the, the very first thing they point out is like one of the first lines in the Hippocratic oath is do no harm. Therefore, in the development of a vaccine, right, something, a medical treatment, that is, that goes above all. That is supposed to be the very first ethic above all else. Do no harm, right? So you're developing a vaccine. If it does harm, which all of them so far have been proven to do, what good is it? If $100,000 plus goes into your pocket, do you not care about I mean, the do no harm part anymore? I mean, like how many people just let that roll off their shoulders? Well, exactly. That's And that, again, that, that was just something they were trying to yeah. kind of point out and get people to really think about. The fact that you're saying that we're, we are medical professionals and we're providing this medical substance to you. And your number one priority as a medical professional is to do no harm. Yet you know damn well this thing can cause a lot of harm to people. It may help a lot of people very in a little bit, um, but overall, it, it causes harm. Therefore, it shouldn't have ever been approved in the first place. You know, the, the very first time that somebody had a bad reaction, they, they probably should have gone, "Oh shit, we should, maybe, might want to reformulate this." Yeah, maybe we should not. Maybe, maybe we should make sure that nobody, that people aren't going to get hurt. Because again, if the when you look at the data, they say ninety um, uh, something percent efficacy. That's extremely misleading um, <laughs> because when you actually look, you compare two healthy human beings, right? One that got the vaccine versus the one that didn't. The one that got the vaccine only has like a 0.2% less chance of getting the virus than the person who didn't get the vaccine. Wow. So to, yeah. So basically we're going to put this substance out knowing that it could harm a lot of people. But it could provide a 0.2% better chance of you not contracting or not dying from this one specific virus. Yes. And by the way, people listening, we are not doctors. This is not scientific evidence. It's just our opinion, but (laughs) you might want to fucking uh, uh, open your ears. (laughs) I I, I still think one of the most most fascinating questions it's impossible to answer that will ever be in my lifetime, theoretically, would be... Is blue blue? How... (laughs) How would the vaccine have been marketed differently if Trump had won a second term, rolled out the exact same vaccine? It had been the same way when he was in office and he was pushing it. Everyone said, I would never take that's, a Trump vaccine. That's exactly oh what I'm wondering. Like, would it be like, would, would no, would, would it be reversed? Would the people who didn't get the vaccine get vaccinated because Trump rolled it out and the people that got it not get it because he rolled it out? One thousand like, percent. Yes. I, I honestly, like that. It's so insane to think about, like, and there, it's such a telling thought experiment because I think we all know how it would go. And when you really get to the foundations of it, it's like people are literally would will put their own 
medical concern to the side when it comes to <laughs> playing for the right team. That's crazy. You know, it's it's Sorry. insane. Oh, go ahead. Um, so you know how when you start typing into the Google search bar, yeah. right, it populates with yeah. suggested search results. Depending or, on or, where you're from, your search yeah, right, right. You know, patterns. Well, so I, I type in if you've been definition, put on a blacklist or not. I type in definition of vaccine, and even when I type vaccine, the only things that it was doing as the auto populate mm-hmm. was the word definition. Yeah. On Google, yeah. It pulls it up though. It says right here that a according to uh, this is the Oxford Dictionary. Apparently, a vaccine is a substance used to stimulate the production of antibodies and provide immunity against one or several diseases. None of these provide immunity. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, there's no immunity. Okay, so it is or but people- prepared from a causative agent of a disease, its products, or a synthetic substitute treated to act. As an antigen, that's the thing. Without inducing the disease, they they knew so many people like would just go along with because it's what the news told them. So it's like (laughs) most people think like because we've all been vaccinated for you know we all had our shots when we were younger and going through school and stuff like that. So it's like their initial thought was probably like, well, no one's nobody's gonna nobody's gonna contest a vaccine. Everybody's used to being vaccinated, but I think the fact that everybody saw like the the timing of it. Yeah. And um, just it was no doubt politicized. I mean, it, it. That's why I questioned the MMR when we were in eighth grade. Well, when I was in eighth grade, if my parents had even done research or knew better or gave a shit or cared, I don't know like what word to go with or phrase to go with here. Like, see, but when we were what, young, younger, those vaccines all had a track record. But that's what I mean. That's what. What are the stats on MMR? Did people get measles, mumps, and rubella really no, bad, I mean, where it was affecting kids really bad, or was it just something that they said we're going to do just to make sure? We have to, yes. we have to look we never, now. Like there are cases of measles and that kind of stuff because right. kids now are not getting vaccinated for those kind okay, of things. Okay, so that's what I'm. Questioning. They are coming that's back because some happen. parents are fucking crazy and don't want to take their kids in to get yeah. vaccines okay. it's just, that are proven. It's, it's just another. Okay. But those th- those were the ones that were like the seven to fifteen year plus or whatever, where yeah. they did the research and whatever else. And yeah, it, okay. it was, it's just one, just another in a series of straw man arguments where it's like you're saying that okay, if you don't get the vaccine, then you're anti vaccine, you're anti science. Um, a complete manufactured argument that, that I hate the does, black and white argument that, that this does not apply to any level headed person. It's like if. Getting a vaccine is not a. It was almost. It was looked as a at a as a virtuous moral decision. Yeah, you're okay. an asshole it if was, you don't get vaccinated. Yeah. Nobody, was, nobody comes out. No kid ever comes out of their you know getting their sixth grade shots. They don't. They don't. Nobody leaves the doctor's office proud that they. I got my polio vaccine. <laughs> I you voted. Know, I got vaccinated. Now, yeah. put it up on TikTok. Yeah, that's the thing. Now it's like, yeah, you getting getting the vaccine. People were like, you know celebritizing it like it was it was still going on now though humongously virtuous move to where you know now all of a sudden if you didn't do it it had nothing to do with your own personal convictions your own like hey you know what yeah you might say i don't know anything about science but if there's one thing i know it's that the science is never settled and it's definitely definitely not settled over a six-month period let alone years yeah okay so it's like for as little as you say i know about science i at least know that but all of a sudden it wasn't just oh you're dumb or it's now it's you're unethical. Now you're you're immoral. You've made an immoral choice. I, I think I visited the because I go to the VA hospital. Yeah, um, and I think the first three times I went there after the 
pandemic initially kicked off. Well, the first time, I don't think the vaccines had even been developed yet. They were still in development. I got admitted because of they, they were worried about a pinched nerve or something in my back. So, of course, I had to put a mask on when I go in there, and they check my temperature to ask, you know, questions or whatever. I get up, I get in the room, the doctor walks in with a mask down under his chin. Yeah. More bullshitting. <laughs> I didn't even have one on once I was in the room. Okay. I took it off. And, um, yeah, I had to do all the MRIs and all this crap. And finally, I didn't realize when I went up there that, I, that they were going to admit me and make me stay overnight. I hadn't eaten anything. So, it's, it's like 6, 7 p.m., I'm finally done with all the MRIs and the doctor's back in the room talking to me. I'm like, hey, man, you know, can I go get, you mind if I go get a snack or something? Or is there a, a you know, snack machine around? He goes, oh, yeah, next floor down. I was like, cool. And I got up and I went to walk out of the room. I was like, oh, shit, I have to wear my ma- mask, don't I? He was like, I don't give a shit. He <laughs> goes, well, he goes, you're leaving the, the floor. Yeah, you should probably put it on. Yeah. And, and this is the doctor, sure. right? The yeah. person that is supposed supposedly promoting the use of masks. Yeah, but there's no and, reason well, for it. It's again, all so bullshit. The, yeah, yeah, the first three times that I went... I, I got asked every time then there were or three times after that. I got asked each time by the nurse that was checking me in, you know, taking blood pressure, temperature and that stuff. The regular check-in process. Do you have the vaccine? No. Do you want the vaccine? No. Well, why not? <laughs> well, why should I? Yeah. Is what I asked, you know, just get, explain to me a good reason why I should. Right. Cause right. I'm a healthy human being. I've got no history of heart disease, no history of lung disease. Um, not diabetic, not overweight. I have none of the underlying factors that have all contributed to people dying from the disease. So what's what's it going to do for me? Well, yeah, what's the it's going to it's going to keep you from spreading it to uh-huh. people like me. No. So you're afraid that if you get the disease, you might die from it because Why you're, don't you you're, get vaccinated the, the choices yeah. that you made yeah. in your life led you to have bad health right. or to be at least be at risk, yeah. right? That's not my responsibility. Yeah. You want me to go out of my way and do something that could potentially be detrimental to my health because you didn't make the best of choices throughout your life to maintain your health. Yeah, but not to mention that whole argument is completely debunked because we know that people with the vaccination can still spread it to others. And that was one of my primary. After the third time, then here recently when I was up there, they don't even ask, they quit asking. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed recently. So see how much it's changed. They don't even ask Hold on, because Andrew was saying something. <laughs> yeah. Well, years. I'm just going to say, yeah, that was one of my that was one of my primary, um, I guess, uh, reasons that I thought that you know the vaccine, what the, the unethical position of the vaccine was. You, well, you get it, so you don't, so we don't Spread compromise yeah. the weak children. You know, the elderly. give it to your parents or exactly. grandparents or. Yeah. But once I found out that, like, hey, you got the vaccine, you still can transmit. I was like. At that point, I was kind of like the same thing. I was like, "What? What is it doing here?" Because it's not mitigating the fear of it's the people. It's making that, Pfizer a bunch of money. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, oh, even, yeah. even the people that have the vaccine, they're still they're still angry at you for not having it because you could give it to them, but they have the vaccine. So if the vaccine works, what do you you know? Why do you? How does it affect? It's like there was no <laughs> there was no way to to logically connect the dots. Well, that's the it problem. Like, is you're trying to use common sense, and they're not using common yeah, sense. Yeah, like so. I would like if you're going to tell me, okay. You know, this vaccine will, you can't get COVID, you can't spread COVID. I'd say, okay, that seems to make a lot of sense. If, if that can be, stay true over like maybe a six month to a year period, I'm going to get the vaccine. I mean, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good deal. But when it doesn't keep you from getting it, when it doesn't keep you from giving it to somebody else, like, the what, fuck are we doing? What, what am I, what are we doing here? Like, I mean, but I think that's what most what people are getting? seeing nowadays or mm-hmm. realizing the bullshit for the bullshit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, whereas a lot of us yeah. saw it beforehand because I was like, 
hey, I'm a healthy person. I go to jujitsu. I'm exposed to lots of different bullshit from that. You know, it's like I got, you know, COVID from jujitsu because I was going when we were technically supposed to be closed. But coach is like, fuck it. I'm opening. I've got a right to run my business. I'm not going to go out of business because some politician says I shouldn't be open. And you made that dangerous freedom yeah, choice exactly. to go. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll tell you what. There was yeah. a bunch of people who didn't come back to the gym yeah. because they were afraid or maybe they were working with like elderly people. I didn't want to give it to their families or whatever. And that was and their choice. They made a that choice. That was fine. But yeah. I made my own choice of realizing I can't fucking sit at home all day, every day. I, I need to go around, be around people. So I was there, and guess what? I got sick. Guess what? I didn't die. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I beat it before. I think I can beat it again. I'm not worried. So I was like, I didn't rush out to get vaccinated. So I'm not, I'm not worried about it because I've already beaten it once. Why shouldn't I be able to beat it again? Now, granted, I do have a friend, a very close friend and mentor of mine who died from coronavirus. Mm-hmm. He got it. He got really sick. Uh, he needed to probably end up in the hospital, but kind of refused to go to the hospital. And I understand that. That's his choice. And he ended up passing away. And it's like, I get really mad because somebody's like, oh, shouldn't you be like pushing the vaccine now and all that kind of stuff? Like, no, like I should be mad because why didn't he get like those monoclonal antibodies that have helped so many people like beat this thing super fast? Like, why isn't that, why is that not available to him? He's only allowed to go to the hospital or a when, he's, when, when he's sick yeah. enough to actually like have to be admitted. But by then it was already in a system and it was probably going to kill him anyway. But he's always been like a healthy person, worried about his food and nutrition and everything else. And it's like, I never would have expected it. But guess what? It fucking killed him. Yeah. Like a very close, like personal friend of mine. But it's like, I'm not mad that he didn't take the vaccine or whatever. Like, I'm mad because why didn't he get the other treatment that maybe would have kept him from dying? See, I, I would even, and this is not to sound callous at all, but I mean, I'm even going to, I mean, we live on a world populated by viruses and some and viruses kill people. It's yes. like, it's, it's one of those things that, that sucks, but it's like, you're like, we're just living organisms. Like we're not, yeah. we're not, we're not here forever. Yeah, we're not. And we're not, you know, just because we, you know, think that we have control over everything in our surroundings. It's like, we don't like, we're not, we're not the, uh, we're not exempt from, you know, things that, that, that can bring us harm here. And it's like to feel like well, we're entitled to, we're entitled to that eternity. Uh, yeah, yeah, that 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 life of free from sickness. It's like, yeah, no, like the viruses were here before us, and they're going to be here after us. Like uh, more often than not, uh, or more likely than not, it'll probably be a contributing factor in the future to a much, much, much worse pandemic that will put this make this one look like, you know, yeah, that's a the thing. Is the like everyone caused, you know, like Chicken Little, like. The sky is falling, the sky is falling, oh my God, but this it wasn't really all that bad. I mean, it was bad, don't get me wrong. Because again, like me personally, like I lost someone very close to me. Yeah. And it's like, like my mom got it and she was like a super high risk. She was staying at home, not seeing anyone. And then like my daughter came home for Christmas. She's like, I'm seeing my grandbaby. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know, and it's <laughs> like, and she got sick. So yeah, like my daughter brought it home. She got it. My mom's sick and we were all worried like, oh shit. But she beat it in like two days. But dad, who was still out working and. Like seeing other people and intermingling everywhere else is like he was sick for like two weeks. So he got it way worse, which is weird because you'd think his immunity would be higher having been out and about and seeing different people and doing whatever. But it's just you never know. It's just it hits people differently because we were all worried about mom because like she had all the markers of like it would probably kill her. But she kicked that thing's ass so fucking fast. It was ridiculous, (laughs) you know, but unfortunately, it's like you're right. It's like if, if this was actually a real pandemic, like we would have lost like. 25% of the U.S. Yeah. 
you know, 25% of the world's population. But guess what? We fucking did it. Was it bad? Yes, it really was. But was it as bad as the news, like, entities made it out to be? Absolutely not. Could you imagine being so such a, such a miserable person that if you lost somebody close to you to the virus, that you would sit around and blame... Every single person blame, that wasn't vaccinated. Blame yeah. Trump somehow, oh. or blame... Unvaccinated, you know, unvaccinated people, people or blame right yeah. the nursing system or whatever. You know, could you that and that's how so many of these people operate. And yeah, it's like on one hand, it's like yeah, you you lost somebody. That's that sucks. I mean, that's terrible. It's the worst thing that can happen to somebody. But to use that energy then to just start blaming people and it's like I feel like that's just it, people shucking responsibility. Yeah, it's yes. it, it, it's, it's so much percent. easier if I could throw the responsibility blame me. on you. Sounds like yeah. we're waiting for politicians than, to fix our problems for exactly. us. Here we go right? again. It's like yeah. somebody Here let me yeah. somebody <laughs> let me down. Like same thing as like you know what I said is is like with the marginalized groups. Like oh these these words are killing us. You know these discussions are are killing people because it's like you don't have a monopoly on suffering. Yeah, you know it's that's just pure narcissism. When it comes down to it, the worst day of your life is nothing more than that the worst experience of your life yeah. is nothing more than that is but it's nothing all, more but it's all in than perspective the worst, ex- exactly it's but it's still nothing more than the worst experience that you have ever yeah. had because i guarantee life. you you have seen mm-hmm. worse things than any the, the other three of us have ever like seen in our lives i guarantee but, that because you've seen things sure. across the world whereas yeah. i never left the fucking country I almost yeah, died from a car accident. The whole point is, though, laid on my back for three months. Somebody's probably been through shit worse than what I did. Yeah, I, because like, I guarantee like, that. like modern medicine saved your life. Yeah. Whereas that yeah. would have killed most people that like Dennis has probably seen overseas. Yeah. when he was out there serving. Yeah, you know, it's like it could be worse. I, I guarantee you, I guarantee like we're we're so fucking blessed. And I have I have a buddy who's a marine. He's a really good shape guy. Whatever, like he, they own a gym. Whatever, he still said shortly after Andrew did exactly what he told me was if I'd have known I'd have got vaccinated before or whatever, like if it was going to be that bad or whatever, you know. Like, yeah, but it knew, may or may not have helped. That's yeah, the problem. You don't know. That bad, yeah. like, I know plenty of people who have gotten the vaccine and gotten sick. Yeah, but he said if, if I knew it was going to be this bad, I would have I would have. I would have got vaccinated. Yeah, but like, why aren't we like, pushing the monoclonal antibodies? The other things that are, I don't are know. getting I, people like better so much faster. Like, yeah. Why are we not pushing? Why is it only the vaccine? That's just something else. I had it for those, two those fucking days. That, that hold on, hold on, hold on. Andrew was yeah. saying something. Well, I was just saying that. Yeah, it's 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 just another example of of why should I trust you? Like, if you don't, you know, if you're if if ivermectin works, and I don't know shit about it, but if it ha- if it works in any capacity, like, why are you demonizing it? Like, why not just say, well, you can try that and I'm going to try the vaccine. Why all of a sudden that, you know, if you try it, then you're just, you know, a complete brain dead moron taking horse medicine. It's like, you know what I'm saying? There's like, there's that anger and that hatred behind it. Like, how dare you not take the prescribed virus? How dare you not do what you were told to do? And it's that type of stuff. You just keep seeing it over and over again. It's like. Why do I want to? Why do I want to align myself with anything that you stand for when that's when that's your mindset? When it's my way or the fucking highway on everything? Yeah, everything. Well, look at that uh, ivermectin, right? That was developed yeah. in the 1940s. Um, it has been proven to be so safe that you could give it to every single human that walked into a hospital with no fear of. Uh, negative effects. Yeah. I mean, it's it's like, I think there's only been maybe, it's like two out of 
every so many million people might have a negative effect from it, right? It is so safe. It's that safe. And it's been proven. I mean, the, the, the man who developed it was a, won the Nobel Prize for this thing because of how, one, how effective it was as an antiviral, and two, how safe it was. And again, if we go back to that Hippocratic Oath, do no harm, right? So we have a product that we know works very well as an antiviral and we know is extremely, extremely low risk of an adverse side effect to any human that takes it. Yet, the, the moment the pandemic happened, um, they immediately, the U.S. government immediately approved these multi-billion dollar grants for the Pfizer and the other pharmaceutical companies to develop new vaccines. And yet the vaccines they develop, again, we know they cause harm. Even if it's a small, I think it's like 12 or 13% of the people that got the, the Pfizer one probably had adverse reactions to it. If that doesn't show but you if, that they have friends in but again, the lobbyists yeah, if you look at that, else, then... you take the 300 plus million Americans that have probably gotten that, 13, we'll say 13% of them have an adverse effect. You're looking at 33 million people who probably had an adverse effect to that when they just as easily could have gone and gotten the ivermectin, maybe it didn't work, but it wouldn't have hurt them. Possibly. What right. kills me too is that that for these, if we're, if we're going to kind of associate the, the, the hardcore vacciners, they're, they're typically left-wingers, the, 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 they, the pharmaceutical companies have been enemy number one of those people. Yeah. All up until for the a vaccine. Years. And now all of a sudden, a people, are jerk, people are jerking off to like their, their you know, their CEO pictures. It's like, <laughs> it, like, it, what, it, like just admit that you don't stand for anything just right. admit that you stand for whatever is right now yeah. whatever put, is making the most noise yeah. on that television screen in front of you, like, yeah. you are and, make, and making Pfizer the most fucking yeah. money like what's next what are they going to start stumping for the for the oil companies next for some reason I mean like <laughs> what it, it, and they're shitting on the guy developing the electric cars like what do you stand for or is it I, just because they're people you don't like you know, I was it's listening. Hypocrisy, to sir. It it's hypocrisy. There was a. Oh, it might have been that BP scientist. No, it definitely wasn't him. Uh, Randall Carlson. He's a published author. He's got some interesting views on ancient human history. But he, anyway, he he made the comment. I think it was that he he claims this to be you know the 1900s essentially to be the lost century for humans. What do you, What do you mean? And so he says, when you look back, he says. Um, he asked the question, what new kind of technology, what new thing have humans created in the past century? Cell phones? That's just an updated form of communication Horse technology. Shit. Well, 07 is when the first fucking cell phone came out. And yep. I really think society yeah. has gone fucking downhill since right. that motherfucker came so out. So the phone that you have in your pocket right now can call me. Exactly the same way that that phone from 1970. Did. Yeah, but it can also search the interwebs. Okay, so it's 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 simply it's simply messages, it's simply a, take an videos. updated right a that's modified not, not form of yes no, it is it's a totally different thing because no. like this thing right here like this this still computer, runs off of processing chips it's a it computer is still powered by an electric battery that instead of being right. the size of this fucking room well, sure I can fit in my pocket and take exactly. with me like that's a powerful thing but the way that that operates is no different than the computer that I'm took not up saying the room. like the operation is different but the the device itself is different right we we updated it yeah, absolutely the technology has been updated but new technology has not been created you could fly from new york city to paris france in the exact same in 1950 
in the exact same time that you could fly from New York City to Paris, France. Today. I would highly think that jet engines would be faster than propeller mm-hmm. jets. But it's still it's the same form of transportation. Yeah, relatively, right? I'm sure. Elon similar. Musk. Elon Musk. You know, he makes the point. He says, "Look at his rocket ship goes to the moon." It takes gentlemen to the moon the exact same way that the fucking first rocket ship that took Neil Armstrong to the moon did. If they went there. It is still a rocket ship, right? We have modified it. We've made it more efficient, sure. We have not created a new form of transportation technology, though, right? We have been running on the same form of energy. I'm not 100% sure I buy into it, but... You know, we created this new form of energy, electricity, right? We've been, we are still running on that same form of energy more than a hundred years later. Yeah. Nothing has been done to develop a new form of energy. Unfortunately. Well, I, I really, we've done a lot to update I mean, I really and do think improve that and make nuclear, our technologies more efficient. But I really do think that nuclear is the way to go with like when it comes to electricity. I don't think that sure. like wind, solar, that bullshit is going like, right. to is going to fix everything. Like nuclear is the way to go, but people don't want to do that because of the, the bad things that have happened with. Hiroshima, or, or was it? It creates a lot it, of waste. Yeah, and get Paris all that, Island. It, no, not Paris. That's no, no three mile. Island. Island. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Paris Island, the Marines. Like, like Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like those things have been problems for sure. But like, when it comes down to it, is like, like was it somebody had said recently? who's was very smart. I don't know who it was. I forget where it came from. Jesus Christ, you're breathing that fucking thing so hard. Dude, I'm holding my breath. <laughs> That's all right. Um, it's like a fucking. Uh, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. Oh my god! That's what you get. Right, for right. That accusation. No, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, fucking. Um, there's been no place in history where technology has taken up more and more and more space, which is what wind and solar does. Like the, the idea is like to take a smaller footprint but be more efficient, which is where nuclear comes into place. Sure. The same reason why a lot of people think that, like when when it comes to uh, like going to um, like growing uh, crops and whatnot, they're going to go to like buildings. And instead of having like multiple like acres and stuff of land, they're going to do like greenhouses and be stacked on top of each other. So like a 10, 12 story building, but it's going to grow a bunch of food in there for these like uh, big metropolis areas that need food. Because obviously those, they, they don't, they're, 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 what do they call them? They call them food deserts. Mm-hmm. And they don't yeah. create their own food. Right. Like they have to rely on the other parts of the country mm-hmm. that they call flyover states that don't matter and all this kind of bullshit. But like. They're the ones but, who fucking feed you, bitch. So you might want to appreciate that. Again, I, I go. I go back to the fact that the the it's a lost century because even though we have created updates, we have changed and we have made our technology more up to date and more efficient. Just, we have not created any new, new form of technology. There's, there's got to be new technology in the last hundred years. There has to be. What? Because of the fucking cell phone. You just said no. it's an update, but I call bullshit. Yeah. It's a new thing. I mean, I, I guess like so when like silicone. It's for a form computers. of electronic communication. We've been communicating electronically since yeah, since Morse code computers longer. Well, yeah, because I mean, that was super efficient. But then you could even say like, well, if we came up with time travel, that's still electrical. I mean, but, my, I mean, I think if you're looking at like now, the, the latest big invention was the invention of the silicone chip. Hold on a second, because when you say time travel, it's like like what do we want? Time travel. When do we want it? Yesterday, no. it's irrelevant. But again, sorry, it's, it's a Terminator we've been, quote. <laughs> we've been running off of electric as our primary form of energy ever since its discovery. We haven't, and we, I hope, we, we and I really, updated, I, right? I, I really fucking hope we go forward with that. 
Because yeah, if not, I'm going to that's, that's 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 the whole point that I'm trying to get at is the fact that sure we we are really good. We've become really good in the last fifty years or so, fifty to seventy years at being able to look at this piece of technology that was created for the very first time and you're looking decades at, ago. Hold on, and you're looking at a glass. Sure. Yep. And oh well, technically a low ball for a whiskey. Right. But I'm sure when this first started out, it was just a piece of wood that somebody hollowed out, right? And it's still you would drink same, something out of it. Yeah, I still drink out of a glass. Yeah, you know, i.e. glass. Um, a container we've updated that you would it. put liquid into. We've created. We've made it more efficient. You put know, some writing we, on it about Tim Kennedy. Made it fancier, right? <laughs> made it more appealing. Words. But overall, it's still this, the exact same it does form the same of technology. Purpose, yeah. It is a vessel that holds liquid, right? That rocket, Elon Musk's rocket ship, is still just a rocket that I don't burns. Know. That motherfucker lands itself. That's pretty fucking impressive. Well, exi- I, I exactly. Yes, it's a very up to date. It's a very yeah. more, a much more efficient so, form of that technology. Yeah, but Dennis, Dennis is also assuming that we actually went to the moon. I mean, come on. Well, <laughs> Who yeah, fucking so believes that shit? You're, yeah, you're definitely seeing like we're, we're starting a whole other podcast now, is, man. Yeah, we are. Come on, now. <laughs> perfect. We, we're perfecting our old. We're, we're basically at the point now where we're perfecting. Older ideas. But, well, but yeah, the, I, don't, but I don't know if you heard my, what yeah. my statement was. But, but, was that, that but that's saying that there's been no innovation in the last 100 years. There's yeah. nothing new. It's only updating. I'm not saying there there's hasn't been new. innovation. There just hasn't been a new creation. That's what, that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. It's on. I think it's it's on the horizon. And I mean, yeah, you can say it's a it's a byproduct of computer, obviously. But you know, I think when you start to get into like, phone to, like AI, <laughs> to like AI on a smaller scale, you know, being able to... Um, you know, automate a lot of things. So I, I think AI is probably the next area where you're going to see, um, kind of what we what, what we've always envisioned as what the what the future is. You know, well, I hope not because I mean, I've seen Terminator. I still, I know how this ends. Yeah, that's the thing is most people have a negative view of AI, but at the same time, it's so intriguing and the and the applications for it. Dude, are Lex so scared, I'm scared. Varied. Well, okay, so let's take AI for example, though. How does that AI function? Right. Oh yeah, it's processing it's all, chips. It's all computer. Yeah. Same kind of processing chips that are in that computer right R- there. Running my cell phone. They or, might be. The they laptop. might be smaller. They might be smaller. But what they do is they use binary code to make calculations. Somehow no different than the very first computer. Self learn. Right? Yeah. It's still the same core technology. It's a very updated and very advanced version of that. But all in all, it's the same. You know, it's technology. weird because I'm trying Zeros to and ones. think about you know like what. If you're talking about something ground cre- level, I'm trying to even think like, and that just shows you how like, not how why I'm not like Elon Musk, because I can't think of anything. I wouldn't even know where to start when it would come to start from scratch, invent something new that's going to benefit society. You know what I'm saying? Like anything I could possibly think of would just be perfecting something, an idea that somebody else had. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to think about that. Like it, it's it does seem like you we've almost reached at this point. The pinnacle of what we what we can do with our current resources. It might take like the discovery of some new resource. God knows who knows. Maybe something will fall off of an asteroid or something like that. And but even then, it's like in our minds, we might only just still use that to perfect, you know, exactly. to make this a cell phone mm-hmm. ten times faster. Are, are we knows? just are we stuck in our own paradigm? Well, I think so. Look at Hollywood. Hollywood's I'd, I'd a microcosm say, yeah. of that. There's nothing new creatively coming out. Everything. It's all remakes of bullshit because there's nobody fucking creative exactly. there anymore. But yeah. I think he's we've got the same issue going on when it comes to you know industrialization and inventiveness. It's like 
everything is just basically standing on the shoulders. How do we make it faster, of, better, more yeah, efficient? Yeah, exactly. And it's you almost wonder if an oversaturation of information and um, stuff like that is is you would think that okay, the more open information is, the more people can go and do and be creative and and we might get that new big thing. But it's almost been the opposite. It's like people have been almost less willing to branch out because of how easily it is to be destroyed going against the status quo. It's almost like it's not worth the risk. Why would I invest all this money into something when I know right now the money is like, just like in Hollywood, I know that if I remake, I don't know, for the, for the Goonies, I know that's good for. I'm going to make money for all the old people that grew up watching it. I know that's yeah, but I refuse. No one's going to gonna watch that. I'm going to watch the original. <laughs> Fuck you. But I'm just saying that's the way. Do Hollywood something gonna, new, goddamn it. That's the way Hollywood yeah. feels right now. It's, it's like like fucking Matrix Four. Like what the fuck are we yeah. doing? Yeah. Like yeah. you ended the series. It was excellent. It was it was great. I know some people hated it. I understand, but you ended it. It's awesome. Like why fucking redo it? Funny. How yeah. many times has Dirty Rotten Scoundrels been remade? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's fucking four or five at least. If people don't even know what that movie is, <laughs> look back to black and white days, and you watch the newer ones, and you go, "That's like Dirty Rotten Scoundrels." And then you watch the original, original one from black and white, and you're like, "That's the same fucking movie that that was." You, you go, sons of bitches. That's the only women's version. What the fuck? How many times are we going to remake this fucking it's goddamn movie? feminist version? Yeah, it's a combination of one knowing what the safe investment is, knowing that you've got to, everyone's got to answer to stockholders. So it's like we have to do the safe thing. We can't necessarily. You know, that's why a lot of the best things now in media are the experimental things, the stuff that's not yeah. backed by a billion dollars and stuff like so how many people live their life by I only want to do the safe thing? thing I don't think I don't think my... I honestly don't think it's only I think fear of, of not making money is just one factor. I think the other factor is there's just there's just not the creativity anymore. There's not people are people have grown up in, you know, an era of they're you know where they've been saturated with media and stuff like that so it's like they only know what they know there's no there's no need there's no there's no demand for anything different right now they can just keep pumping the old shit out whether it be just the same old iphone or the same old movie or something like that and they know they're going to make the money on it and it's like so you don't need to develop any type of creative so how many people how many people just taking a a a ball just just a a ball fucking ballpark. just spitball ballpark thank you jesus in this country <laughs> are just go to work do the same thing leave work go home watch tv go to bed eat whatever or eat go to sleep whatever do the same repeat whatever rinse wash for people shit like how many people do you Most? think just live their life like that it's just 90, we're creatures of habit 98 we like percent why the f- we, we, fuck we, we like consistency we like God, can i, can I let like, me, i'll uh, answer that question yeah man. like because i feel like that's one of the things that I, you know, like something I, I guess I don't care from, you know, as far as my character traits is like, I am a person that gets very, I can get very comfortable in a day-to-day unproductive habit where it is, yeah, you just, you know, you, th- you know, you, you whatever you're done, you're stressed yeah. out or whatever after yeah. a day of work and it's like, why do I, why better myself right now when I can just zone out? And I, I fall into that trap a lot. Because you need to be better, God damn it. Yeah, it's just, you know, it is. It's just like. You, know, you, you don't it's, like it's, a little bit of it's excitement. Not, though, it's not. No, it's not that you don't like it. It's the just mind like, stimulation. Yeah, it's just like where is you know, and I'm, I'm not. I'm obviously not saying like that. Um, you know, not like some sort of like shut in that doesn't do anything. Yeah, but it's. Are like, you sure about that? But <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, mean, I feel I, it I, becomes I, very easy though to get that way. Um, absolutely. I, I actually. <laughs> um. So the one, 
what was it? I think the one time I did mushrooms, I sat down with a notepad and I would try and jot shit down like crazy thoughts and stuff. And I remember I wrote it down. The one time you did mushrooms, you were by a notepad. One of one of them. Yeah. Oh, one, one <laughs> I was by a fire outside. Um, one of the times yeah, you did mushrooms. So I've, I've got, one time. I've, I've got a very bad habit of like going down these rabbit holes of research into certain topics yeah. and then self experimentation. That's why you and are friends. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, I, I did this and I wrote. I remember writing down, um, shit, now I lost mushrooms, my train of mushrooms, thought. Mushrooms, You did mushrooms. Right, you I was writing shit down. No, was, no, you're good. Don't get distracted. But it, it was to go off of his, his, uh, okay. what he was saying. Doing the same with, thing uh, every day. Get yeah, complacent. Yeah, sorry, so complacent. yes, yes. I know the that's Marines say don't be wrote, complacent or whatever. What I had written like, down was. Complacency kills, that's what it is. The way that, that humans work, right? Every, yeah. every physical action that I perform gets yeah. registered in my brain as. You know, either every time I choose to, I like to use the stairs as a very easy analogy, right? Take the stairs versus the elevator, right? The easy way versus the you unlazy way, son of a bitch. Right? So every every <laughs> time like every time that I choose yeah. that elevator, or that easier way, right? That becomes a previous example or a previous action that I performed in my life. That when my brain is trying to prepare for the future, because our our brain actually runs on autostasis, yeah. Autostasis being, it is trying to predict future events, so that way it has the ability to prepare the body for them, right? Create homeostasis within the body. Um, how does the brain do that? Well, it looks at previous events, right? And every time I had a previous event and I chose the weaker yeah, or the learning. easier path, that registers in my brain as, this hey, you easy. need to prepare the body to take the easy way tomorrow. Versus every time I take choose the harder path, it's telling my my brain's deciding, oh, I need to prepare because that, that harder, more difficult decision might come again tomorrow as well. So it's going, well, I need to make the body stronger, faster, healthier versus weaker, lazier, you know. Sounds like a damn Marine. <laughs> I mean, that's just – maybe I could be completely wrong. No. That, but that's how I've, you're I feel. You're right. I mean, Brian, <laughs> Brian, another Marine, complacency kills. Like, you guys got mm -hmm. that damn mindset, like, just – Stairs, not the, elevator. The, the brain, the brain works like, on 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 feedback loops. Yeah, you know, and it's but again, it's muscle every, every time it's I make that memory. easier mm -hmm. choice, yeah. though, it, it works psychologically sure. just as as well. Every time I make that easier choice psychologically, that registers as to tomorrow's, you know, psychological stress yeah, shouldn't be that bad either, yeah. right? So I don't need to I don't need to strengthen my mental fortitude to be able to handle adverse events, right? Because I, yeah. I make the weaker, the easier choice. But look at the I, people, I shy away from the adverse Look at events. the people that take the comfortable routes all the time. They lose a lot of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Muscle memory, their, their well, muscle mass, whatever else. Like just sitting I'll tell on the you what couch, they do because whatever, I, like, what I, what I suffer from, and, I, and listening to him, it's, it's, it's a perfect explanation. But yeah, like a lot of like anxiety and stuff like that yeah. is due to my brain understanding what it's not prepared for you right. know exactly like, so yeah. when i think about right. a hardship right. in the future yeah i stress about it and i'm anxious you're about freaking it out yeah. because it's like wait a minute yeah. all the, my brain's not and it's it's not right. in the it's something that's going to take it out of its comfort zone subconsciously right. you know yeah. that you or, or at a minimum subconsciously you do not have the confidence your sure. brain knows hey I, I, he probably can't handle that right, right. you don't have that confidence yeah. because you've always shied away from those experiences in my last job i was sitting on a fucking desk chair measuring bottles and before that i was doing quality stuff in a desk for two years i chose the job i'm at now because like you were saying with the anxiety and the stress 
I don't know what the hell. Like, I was at a job at 2.30, randomly, you have to go to Pennsylvania. It's like, I left my coworker there, I packed my shit up, and I ran out, and I left and drove to Pennsylvania. It was that, like, on the fly. It keeps me, I don't know what the hell is going to be next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That stimulation, whatever. Cause is that better for your brain, your psyche, and everything else? I or? fucking love this. Really? Job. Dude, I am such a great place because of that. Because when I was just doing the same thing constantly, I was like, fuck, this sucks. I was drinking energy drinks left and right. I was eating constantly because if I'm stressed out or anxious because something changes because it's different than what I'm doing, sitting down, just doing the same shit every day. Cookies. Yeah. Cookies. I'd go eat a big lunch. Like now, <laughs> I drink coffee and water at lunch sometimes. I don't even eat lunch, but then I eat a huge dinner when I get home. That's not healthy. We should talk about that. But That's anyway. Okay, we can do that. That's another <laughs> thing. But it's just because of the job. But I have a big breakfast, whatever. I have the water and coffee and everything at lunch while I'm working, just continuously doing whatever, and I'm learning new on the job, and then I go get a nice dinner, but then the next day, like... It's always different. It's a challenge. Every... My brain is stimulated constantly. My muscles are stimulated constantly, because I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, that's going to be the fun thing about teaching, because like you're working with people who don't have tons of experience with firearms or whatever, so you get to like work with them and teach them what's going on, but it's like, Mm -hmm. even though it's the same thing, it's always different... Because the people need different things. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I went from being combat marksmanship instructor in the Marine Corps. I got out, once I got out in 2015, I became the technical instructor for a, a manufacturing company that had me traveling all over the world training mechanics um, at our dealers and distributors globally how to work on this equipment to now firearms, back into the firearms side of things, teaching and for me, it's not really what I'm teaching. It's it's just the fact, like, the thing that really drives me. I'm very passionate about teaching. I love doing it. Um, and the number one driver is you can you see that that aha moment yes. when, when they get it. Like, yeah, you, you can see that in somebody's it's eyes so when you're powerful. explaining something to it's them. So powerful, and they're like, "Oh shit, yeah, oh, I get that." Like to me, that feels like I just been I I was able to help benefit that person, right? Yeah, I was able to help them to learn this new information to the point where they actually understand it. I didn't just be like a teacher and just tell them and expect them to memorize the words I said. I I worked hard to be able Make to come up with analogies something. and yeah. be able to word it in a way that they are able to understand it. If you're a teacher and your student's not learning it, it's your fucking fault. Yes, it is not your student's fault. It is your fault. <laughs> it's because you are not teaching in a way that is understandable. I, I talked the last like, three jobs. I've been a trainer at my last three jobs. And the one job was a, just a rubber factory. We were molding brake pads. I had a guy who was 52 that I had to train. I was in my 20s at the time. Mm-hmm. I would dumb things down to the point that he would get them. But then he'd get pissed off that this, I don't want this 20-year-old telling me what to do. He'd go to our boss. He'd scream at our boss. Boss like my like, Jacob's done this for three years. Jacob knows. Let him tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. Then I started explaining it to him more and more and more. He calmed down because the boss talked to him. He's like, let him tell you. Like, I was the lead guy for a reason. He got it. And it was like a click. Like, he understood it. He was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was like, just because I'm younger than you doesn't mean I don't know well, the something. I'm doing. Yeah. 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 Like, I've done mm-hmm. this longer than you have just because you're older than I have. Like, yeah, once I mean, he only- got it, though, and you could see his eyes light up, like you're saying, like, yeah, I think the, the vast understood. majority, the, probably over 50% of the mechanics that I dealt with were older than me. You know, yep. A lot of them were in their 40s and 50s. They've been doing this for 20, 30 years. And you don't years. want somebody younger than you telling you uh, what the hell to do. It's just, just most a, of, it's most an ego of them actually thing. weren't it's bad. It's an ego thing. Okay. Yeah. I would get, there was, 
there would usually be one guy, like in a class of 20 or 30, there'd yeah. probably be one one mechanic that would try to challenge, ah, you know, okay. my knowledge. Um, well, you know, engineers say that, look, man, I'm not a damn engineer, buddy. Right. I'm telling you that this is how it's assembled and this is how we fix it. I don't give a shit how they design <laughs> it. Like, if you want to you go talk to an engineer, go for it. I'll Com- find you one. Computer simulation. I'll take you. Yeah. I'll take you into the director of engineering's office yeah. right now. Like, yeah. and you could tell though they they do that because they want to make sure that everybody else in the room realizes that they're the smarter guy. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you, if I don't know it, I'll tell you, man. <laughs> well, here's the thing though: it's like if you're not the dumbest person in the room, you can't learn from anybody else. Like, you gotta like, kind of sit yourself back, but like realize, hey, I don't know shit. I can learn from all of you guys. This is important. Let's do that. But, but I most, have to most be, people can't do that I because have to their be ego. Humble. Exactly. I have to be humble enough to learn it. Yeah, their yeah, ego won't the allow yeah. them. It's like, hey, yeah. I'm a dumb shit. Yeah. Like, but I know some of this shit. I can teach you that. How many people have humility in their body? I mean, some people don't. Ego is the worst construct yeah. the human very, brain very has ever few. created. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what. Hey, let's you're good. <laughs> let's light this thing up. Right, yeah. we've been going for quite a while here. I'm yeah. fucking pretty lit up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Andrew, any closing thoughts here? Um, yeah, just uh, great discussion. I mean, this was fun. It, yeah, like it, this was uh, obviously you could probably tell. Like I, I, I'd been like doing some some prep, thinking about you know some of the things I wanted to talk about and. It's been too um, long, sir, since you and I have had a yeah, podcast. I know. It's too so goddamn like, long. I had, it was kind of like, yeah, like a pipe kind of getting unclogged here with just the word vomit <laughs> coming out. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I just feel like, uh, you know, the only way to kind of process what's going on is just to talk about it. I mean, it's easy to kind of get lost in your own head talking about a lot of this stuff. But, um, you know, it's, it's very beneficial to just sometimes, you know, obviously hear other people's takes on stuff and and just to um sometimes you hear it come out of your own mouth and you're like okay maybe it doesn't make that much sense or you know you start reshaping your thoughts on the fly and it's uh that's just you know that's just what i love about the but that's doing, important doing this it's so good yeah. I, I just feel it's a good um hopefully you guys out there listening enjoy the uh you know the passion that we're we're bringing i think if you could if anything whether or not you think we're right or wrong on a lot of the stuff and might definitely not going to claim to be right on anything but at least hopefully you feel like we're, we're you know, convicted on, on where we stand and that we, you know, hopefully at least regardless of what you think about our points of view, uh, I think that it'd be hard to argue that, that we have thought a lot about what we're, what we're saying here. And, and we try to, uh, um, you know, back that up with, uh, you know, just uh, general common sense and reason. So, yeah, just had a great time. Hopefully. Yeah. Jake? In honor of the last belly of the bar, Andrew said... Belly up to the bar, you mean? Belly up to the bar, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I've been drinking bourbon. All right. Andrew said, be a person. Well, that's because that's what you say. And by that, it means be good people. That's what I say. And by that, I mean show your character. Let it shine through. Be a good human being. And have a good conversation with people because recently, in the last few years, I had a good conversation with a buddy of mine, 10 Minutes. Solved a big problem of mine. We'll talk about that later one day. But simple conversation. It's like therapy for uh, simple people. So go for it. True Just story. Talk with anybody, man. So Dennis, closing thoughts? 
Sure. Yeah. Next time you're going to start an argument or get upset about something, I want you to walk into the bathroom, look in the mirror, and have that argument with yourself and see how it turns out for you first. Can't follow up any further. If you can do that, if you can do that and be honest with yourself, then absolutely. I'll sit there and argue with you all day long. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, First of all, powerful. Love your shirt. (laughs) Thank you. This is my my killing shirt with stars and hearts and love and (laughs) pink and yellow. It's fucking great. Grunt style special. (laughs) (laughs) Hoorah. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, always a pleasure. Boyos, Andrew, Jake's been way too fucking long. Dennis, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Uh, This is a lot of fun. Uh, I know I need this for myself. This is fucking therapy for me. This is great. 100%. Got to do more of this kind of shit. Oh, mm-hmm. God damn, this is fun. All right, hopefully you guys are enjoying yourselves, and uh, stay tuned for the next one. It should be fun. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Finish the <laughs> I like that. That All right, well, that wraps up another great episode. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that as much as I know that I did. That was definitely a blast, although I definitely had a little bit too much to drink. Feel a little bit better now as I'm recording this, but, <laughs> but it's, it's all right. It's, it was definitely needed. It was a good time, and so I just it's, it's always so much fun to just sit down and talk about these kind of things and have your opinions I'll put it out there, but have other people like push back against it, make you think differently about what you're thinking, and it's it's great. I really enjoy it. Hopefully, it's beneficial for you guys, and you guys are enjoying it as well. But I know it's been a long time uh, on the podcast here, so we'll wrap this up real quick. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I really appreciate all the all the support and the love and the growth that I've seen. It's it's been really cool. And if you want to support the show anymore, the biggest thing we can do right now is to go out and leave it a five-star review. So wherever you're listening to this, please go out and leave us a five-star review. And then if you have any questions or comments for us, you can now reach out to us. You can go to uncensoredhumanity.com and fill out the contact us form. Or you can send us an email at uncensoredhumanitypodcast at gmail.com. And both of those will land in my inbox. If you have any questions, comments, ideas, whatever, throw it our way and we will get to it on another episode. Well, that is all we have time for this week. So we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity.